Let's see here. Get this coffee going. So get this like... coffee going. Get red coffee, yellow coffee. Red coffee, <laughs> yellow coffee. Red and yellow. Okay, now it's starting. Finally. All of a sudden, it's got a real delayed fucking tits, tits. thing. Yeah, perfect. Tits. That's the way he starts the show. Okay. <laughs> big, big, floppy, <laughs> saggy titties. <laughs> That's yeah. how I like to warm up my mouth. Red tit, yellow tit. <laughs> red tit, yellow tit. Nipples. I don't know what's going on. Nipples. <laughs> nipples. Nipples. <laughs> We're warming up our mouths. We like to nibble oh, on nipples. Oh. Nibble on nipples. I don't get the red and yellow thing. Does it have to do with like ketchup and mustard or something? Red, red leather, yellow leather. Because they keep talking about red and yellow. So I'm having ketchup and mustard. I gotta have relish. So there's gotta be like a green tit there too. Red, yellow, and green. Isn't that a flag? <laughs> Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode 118, the prom franchise, excluding the, the, the remake, of course, but fuck the remakes. The prom you know, the franchise, remake. which I actually watched. What did you, did watch? you watch the remake? I've, I've never seen the remake. it. It's, I don't even know if it's a. It's it's got the prom night name and it and it's about a killer in prom night. There's really no other connection to the first movie. Well, at least there's a prom in it, unlike part four. <laughs> there's a prom in part four. There's a prom in part four. There's a prom in every movie. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they drive by it. Yeah, I'm going to choke me, the head let, off let me, let me stick my ass out at the prom. <laughs> oh, okay. They went just enough prom. Well, we'll get to part four. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start in part but, fucking four. I got problems with four. Uh-oh. Problem. There were, oh, there were more flowers than proms in Prom Night 4. They should have called it Midsommar 2. <laughs> but hold on. Are you checking in off defense... all your jokes early? Sorry. <laughs> no. In defense of Prom Night 4, B, the movie is not called Prom. It's called Prom Night. The film does take place on Prom Night. Correct? Well, we'll get to that. Go. Why do we get to that? There's so much shit going on right now, man. This. It... It's crazy. Yeah. We got all those updates with the Friday the 13th box set. Woo! Gore oh, footage. God. Here hey, we go. Shut up, you yellow hey. belly son of a bitch. The, <laughs> look, the, I've said this. I, you could go back to our retro. You could go back to all the early episodes of TGAF 13, which I'm uh, putting on a new site, uh, going independent, everybody. So yeah, uh, I'll be posting that to the, the page. To yeah. Good. I, I lose everyone. You still won't be able to find the show. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. I had, a, I had an audience once. The The reality would be that uh, I love uploading my own episodes and having control over that aspect. I've come to realize. So that's coming back. I, I We will probably do one that shares the feed or that I'll put on both and then it will eventually just go to Sounder FM. Uh but I'll post it to the page when ready. I don't appreciate you trying to lure our listeners over to TGI. I'm going to do it all the time. 
I got to do it all the time. Poaching them. All right, should I let you? I guess oh, you guys should do your 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 ten minutes of. Oh, I can't well, believe we're getting an uncut part fifteen. You know, uh, well, and added thirteen it's seconds of part eight. You know yeah, how. Shut up! Hey, you you're <laughs> just as excited. You're coming in your pants just as much. This is the footage everybody thought was gone, but we've been joking about it because I remember now whether it be from that documentary or whether it be from something read in Fango. I remember that Carl Fulton said he had video footage of it now nicotoro did say it in the documentary so i'm like i like even said this did anybody freaking ask carl (laughs) if he had it (laughs) i guess nobody did so he's got this videotape but that story of how they had to get the footage off that videotape is amazing yeah they baked it and shit gingerbread and fucking crazy (laughs) you know what i'm you know what i'm really looking forward to is the scene in part two now where Ginny says it was me you rat bastard (laughs) <laughs> and, the, and, then, the and then the rat runs away. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm looking forward to in part two is the the uncut scenes of of what's her name? Um, um, shit. See, it's too early in the morning. It's Sunday morning, and I'm just started on my coffee. And, Vicky. and it's Saturday. And it's Saturday. Yeah. That too. too. <laughs> oh yeah. See, and it's Saturday. Yeah. See, I'm all <laughs> fucked up. I was sick. I got fucking really drunk at a party last Saturday night. Threw up everything. Fucking. T- I never drink. And long story short, I was hungover for two days, and then after those two days passed, I was sick all week long. Like I fucking felt weak and fucking a little a little temperature. Just fucking. I had not been on the treadmill in a week. I'm That's fucking called disgusted. COVID. <laughs> well, I hope it ain't damn COVID. I know, right? But was now it I'm a feeling COVID like, party. I'm not feeling better today. Maybe it was unintentionally, <laughs> yeah. but I've been all fucked up all week. And I, then the last night I didn't sleep good. I had a fantasy draft last night and I fucking, and I don't play. I draft for other people. But uh, anyway, long story. <laughs> it's true. Well, hold up. And let me tell you why I retired from this shit. Like, like six <laughs> years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I retired. <laughs> it is are, you, are you still drawing on your 401k from uh, fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> I still have profits because that's how good at it I was. I went from 1990 to 2000, I don't know, fucking 12 or 13 or whatever the fuck it was. 2011, I believe. So that, I think I paid, played for fucking 31 years. So now, you know, whatever, how many years that is. Either way, I played for a long time and I'm a sore loser. And I, and I, I did really, I was really, I had a lot of success with it. And one day... Long story short, I got really pissed off at the end of the season because two things happened in, in a matter of fucking the last two games. And I said, fuck this shit. And I, I said, I will never fucking play again because I'm, I'm a sort of loser. I, I can admit that. So I got really mad because I got boned on some f- two fluke things that happened that knocked me out of the fucking playoff rounds. So then now because of this, because of this, people that I've known all my life, friends for 35 years, they call me. Because I want to go to the draft because all my friends are there and I never get to see them. So it's it's an excuse to hang out with old friends, you know. So the thing is, every year someone's dragging their feet and something happens and they, they ask for – this will be the fifth year in a row that I've drafted for someone else in the league because they would rather have me draft their team than them because they're afraid to get in the last place. If they get in the last place, they got to pay pizza and beer and they're embarrassed. So they trust me drafting their teams more than they trust themselves. So that that is saying enough right there. you take a cut? This is what you should be doing. It should be no. like a pyramid scheme. Like you get illegal. like X amount. What? That'd be illegal. Uh, no, no, illegal in my morally for me. Because here's what I said. <laughs> Let me explain. I know it's funny, but 
I've only used the term twice in my life. And twice when I used it, I said it just so I know I'd never go back. That's how serious I am about this. I was so mad that day. I ran upstairs. I was just, you know, I was with my wife. And we were just early in the relationship, too, like the first year or whatever. I ran upstairs, and I fucking threw a temper and pouted like a fucking 12-year-old boy. They had his toys taken away. I laid down on the bed. I was like, Argh! I was so fucking mad. I went upstairs, and, and I, this is what I said. These were the words. I said, I swear on Francesca's soul, I will never play fantasy football again. And I, I said that intentionally because I knew if I used those strong words that I never would. So I was so mad at that point that I said, I want to make sure I never play this fucking shit again. So I said that twice. I said that once when I left Casino Niagara, right before I moved to Vegas. I, every time I went to Casino Niagara, I lost. One time I, was, I left Casino Niagara, and I said it to my friends. I said, I swear on my firstborn soul, years before she was around, I swear on my firstborn soul, I will never fucking set foot in this casino again. And I never did. So I, I've said that twice because that's serious business. So I had a draft last night. Here I am. I'm fucking tired. And Is there, is there any see, way we can get Christian to be a sore editor? <laughs> maybe you I could dra- maybe you could draft him a resignation notice. <laughs> I swear on Brandon's soul, I'm keeping this totally edit free. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, getting back to what I said, Vicky. That's what I'm looking forward to. Seventeen year old underage Vicky. How the full front. fuck did that yes. <laughs> get off on a whole tangent? We were talking Friday 13 bucks it, and I'm getting drafted to Afghanistan over here. I don't know what the fuck. And literally, Christian said Vicky right before Dave went into yeah. the ranch. <laughs> I gave you the name. You were you were like, what's her name? And Christian's like, Vicky. Then you're it's like, not Vicky. Sandra. Jeff and Sandra. It's okay. not even Vicky. Don't fucking tell me. I was like, that's what I, I get for even, listening. You didn't even explain it. You said, what's her name? I was starting to well, list off character names. Be- what? Oh, yeah, but Vicky didn't have any nudity, and there was nothing cut in Vicky's scene, so it doesn't matter. But I mean, off. My understanding is we're not getting, unless he's got, unless they're doing I'm, something where the whole foot, because it, it sounded like the whole damn movie was transferred to that videotape. So maybe they just said the uncut gore scenes. So maybe they're just taking the gore scenes out and putting them into slash scenes, or maybe they're doing what they did with the the, the TV cut uh, for like you know Halloween two or the thing or whatever, and they're actually including everything from that's on that videotape because it looks like it was a, it sounds like it was a full transfer. In one sentence, you get that it was se- uh, scenes for his reel, and the other in the on the actual label, it's his Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yes, but they're not going to be part of the feature. But that's okay because nope. here's what I think. I mean. They're going to have the 4K scan and then have a whole separate version. Can I make a full oh. transfer to a different podcast right now? Y- you may. <laughs> you may. <laughs> I disagree. I think it's going to be just a fucking uh, a thing. Bonus features. Press the button. Deleted scenes from Friday 2. And then it's going to be a, a whatever. A fucking two, three minute thing. And I'm good of with course, that. they're not going to show yeah. underage fucking. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Uh, Sandra. I don't, and it's just a joke, of course. Although she was very attractive. But 17, it's not legal in every state. So I guess that's underage. Isn't it? Isn't Maybe it we'll weird? be fine in Canada then because, no, I think still it's 18, but it's funny because you're yeah. talking about statutory rape, uh, joking about it, because well, that's what we joke about on the show a couple episodes ago, but it's actually <laughs> 16 is the is age of consent, I think, and 18 is, is adult, but 16 is age of consent in, in Canada. 
I think oh, I'm speaking it, on behalf of all provinces. Yeah, because that, that's how it is here. It's all different. Whatever, every state's different. New York is 18, maybe 17. I don't even know. It's 16 in, in Vegas. I remember because I was there. I remember seeing it. Sick Canadian oh. fucks. No, anyway. but nudity and everything is still 18. You have to be an adult. Oh, yeah. I'm talking nudity. about, yeah. There's, NFW? There's Age of consent. <laughs> Age of consent versus... Uh, able to be seen naked on, on film. I see. I got you. Yeah, I guess they can't do that. And of course, you know. You can't do control. that. <laughs> you can't say that. Somebody, well, someone said what? that on Twitter right away. They go, I can't believe that they're saying yes, that scene with Jeff and Sandra. And I'm thinking, and, and this woman went off on this tangent. And I said, wait a minute. They're not talking because she was doing, they're talking because it's a famous scene where they got fucking shish kebobbed. Where they got fucking, mm. you know, in the thing and everything else, and people yeah. know about it. They're not saying they're excited about that because they're going to show a fucking seventeen-year-old girl naked. Uh, get off your fucking high horse, lady, you know. But anyway, all that aside, I think it's going to be on the. It's going to be stuff that we've waited for that, that I'm really excited about. The gore is going to be great, but the thing is, it's going to be a, a bonus feature on the side. But here's what I truly believe. They only got this stuff a couple days ago or a week ago or whatever by the time you listen to the show, whatever. It, they got it with like six weeks to go to get this fucking box set out. You know what I mean? It's coming out on the 13th. This news broke around the beginning of September. So it's it's a six-week turnaround. The fact that they just got this stuff, I think it doesn't afford them enough time to do what they did with My Bloody Valentine. But they have... The technology, they did it with My Bloody Valentine. We've seen it. So my belief is that a year from now, they're going to put out a part two completely restored with the gore scenes. And yes, I will spend the money. I don't care to have that as it was meant to be seen would be so worth it. And I got to say, just the fact that they did all this stuff and everything that they are putting out, I got to give Scream Factory mad props here because they are really going out i mean maybe, you maybe they'll maybe they'll just push this box set back to next october <laughs> due to covid <laughs> Dave won't buy it. <laughs> and and they're gonna and they're gonna put uh the new halloween in there so you, so you really won't buy it <laughs> <laughs> you gotta I take it but with the new halloween <laughs> <laughs> I thought about something. Did you guys know that they filmed Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends at the same time? So just maybe, maybe just maybe, a year from now, they could really do everybody a favor and make up for being assholes this year and put it out as one whole fucking film next October. How cool would that be? It Kills- would be cool. It's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It cool. <laughs> that's, that's, it. That's, that's two movies. Don't, don't <laughs> do it. it is, but I'm, you I'm can't say on. that. That's... Or maybe they'll do a Guns N' Roses user illusion and, and they'll put them both out the same day. You know oh, what I mean? Like two? just one, just two. That would, yeah, be, that's a... that would be amazing. No one's ever done that. They did Back to the Future 2 and 3 like that. I mean, since they filmed it like that and they released them six months apart, I believe. But imagine that. Like, a, <laughs> use your illusions. What if you go see Halloween Ends first? <laughs> I have a feeling they're both going to be more like the spaghetti incident anyway than use your illusion. Let's be honest. Oh, this. <laughs> you could have said Chinese democracy. Yeah. I actually liked it too. Overproduced as we expected, but it was. Uh, I enjoyed it when it came out. 
I was actually, this is a pleasant surprise. But anyway, I'm happy because, like I said, going back to my original thing was, we say, I I know True 3D is not for everybody because, no, these TVs are gone. You can still find them used, 3D TVs. So I've got a 3D TV. I've been waiting for a true version of Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D. It's going to be on the set. Great. 4K Sands, great. And that gore footage, great. The really only other thing is everybody's like, I wish they found Part 7. That They have Part 7. We've seen the footage. It's shitty. It's work print bad footage, but we've seen it. And I've always been kind of, eh. Like, I was so it's looking nice. forward to seeing that footage, but I wasn't blown away. Part 5 would be the other one I want. Speaking of Part 5... Another thing, you know, there's a three minute sex scene in that fucking movie that that got caught up with with what's her name, with Debbie Sue Voorhees. They oh, yeah. filmed it as a fucking three minute. That's what I want to see it for. Yeah. <laughs> it's you gory enough. Seriously, yeah. they had pretty much good gore in part five. But the thing I've always heard is that they filmed a three minute sex scene, and and, and that's what they made a big deal about when they sent it into the MPA. You can't have this much sex. You can't what? have this. Yeah. <laughs> Not to Who? be pervy again, but Who was uh, it? Seriously. Ethel Ethelin Jr. Yeah, <laughs> that would be all. I'd I'd see that for sure. I'd love to see that. You take it, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> I they should have done that. Don't ever and do that, that face again. <laughs> <laughs> That's wait, a Rob G. Wait, yeah. No, wait, that face. I don't do that again. Wait, that, I know that face. <laughs> I know that Look a little face. bit like dice. I know that face. I know that face. I've never seen this guy before. He was in your mind while you were jacking off last night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of looks like he looks a little bit Arabian when he does that face, doesn't he? he, Tell me if it's true. Do that face. Doesn't he look like fucking Zoltar or something? Or uh, what's that guy? I will pop you all. (laughs) <laughs> what's that comedian what's that thing that everybody liked a few years uh mozat or some shit borat doesn't it kind of remind you of like a borat type character oh. it looks yeah so nice so nice <laughs> yeah anyway i, I never borat. saw but he had like a he had the, oh. yeah, something about the way your face looked it looked a little bit middle eastern i should say something i always see the way your face tonight <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we're off the fucking rails. But I am coming in my pants for the box set. I'm looking oh, forward boy. to it. It is. It was great news. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is the definitive set. You've already seen, I've already noticed the used box sets of the last Blu-ray thing that were up to like 600 bucks. And maybe it was 600 bucks new. Maybe that's what it was. I've already seen them down like, you can get them for Are you justifying that it's 600 bucks because it's new? <laughs> No, like, well, oh, at least it was no. Well, no, I, I still think it's ridiculous. <laughs> but those ones shot way up, and now all of a sudden I'm seeing like used a hundred bucks, hundred twenty bucks for that whole set. Yeah. I wouldn't pay thirty bucks for that set. No, <laughs> why, not why now. Would anyone even pay for it? Like they're you they were the to same it. thing. The thing, you know, they got that one set. You buy it, you buy it at the store. It's like fucking twenty dollars, and it's got them on there. The, the yeah. collection. Yeah, you don't need that tin box and that fucking whatever that thing is now. It's not, the, it's not the definitive set where people thought that was going to be. That fucking lunchbox. Fuck that set. <laughs> no? it, didn't even come, it didn't even come with a snack. Yeah. <laughs> it should have come with the fucking, what do you call it? The, um, the, the stuff from part nine. The fucking, the, the snacks they made. Oh, no, those were burgers. They, they have to be cooked. Like my muffin? 
The Lick My Muffin Edition, Part Two. That's that, what that one. Should that be should be called. Yeah, when they released the uncut version. See, the thing about the yes. uncut footage, though, is it's coming from a VHS source. So it came from film, went to VHS. Now they've got the technology to kind of make that look good. The My Bloody Valentine stuff, I believe, was still camera negative. I believe. Don't quote me on that. It's just camera negative that hadn't aged oh. well. Why does your face have to be so camera negative? <laughs> I, deep down, I still love you. I hate myself for making that joke, but I had to. You may be right. That makes me sad now because I think you are. Head VHS type. Ooh, wow. Awesome. Hey, hey problem night three. Yeah, we're... Toss me the football. <laughs> You're right, too. But did you see all the commentaries? Every movie has a commentary, and there's new ones for part two. There's an interview with Ginny for part two that's never been. There's If you look at it, almost every movie has a new feature on it. So they went all out, and I can't wait to get the posters. I have my Friday the 13th room started over there. Over I believe there. the Ginny part will be called the, the master bedroom. Lick my leaky rat edition. <laughs> the leaky, leaky rat. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I got two spots left in that room for both posters. For the lithograph, it's 24 by 36. And so they both are. It's just that, you know, they worded a different way. But I have two spots available. They're open, waiting to be filled. Two but spots available. Yeah, I have. Dude, I got the Friday the 13th room in full effect. Friday the 13th <laughs> slash Halloween. Because there wasn't enough room. You for, walk in for... there and be like, all right, gentlemen, we got two slots available. Yeah. Who's going to earn these two slots? He's got, oh, in one corner, Brady, see... you should see he's got 15 pumpkins all fucking carved up. It's fantastic. <laughs> I thought it was one pumpkin too many, but. It... And, and he's got a mannequin dressed up like a May Queen. <laughs> a manicarino? A that's May Queen manicarino. That's the Midsummer room. That's the living room. That's the centerpiece in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you I, see when it's done, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's okay. I, I went all out. Well, that's I okay. Last thing about the box set because I know Brandon's fucking just like let's move on. There were some weird things though. Like they they didn't say if the uh, the 2009 ones the killer cut or the just the R, and they didn't include both. Where every other version they've got like the theatrical and uncut. So that was kind of bizarre. I've got the, the Blu-ray of that, so I'm not too worried. But I'm just saying from a Jason def- goes to hell. Definitive set. Can you can you fucking believe that, see? That they, they Jason both? goes to hell gets two discs. There's this how many discs in this set? It gets one the two complete discs fucking dedicated to it. And not a word about the fucking remake. I don't know. It was Fuck that him. was bizarre. And the other thing was not having. I know they've got him involved, and I know that there's segments from it, but they don't have the actual Crystal Lake Memories documentary as a full bonus disc. Like, why not have that? And his name is Jason. All combined in this set, that would be like it's all part of the universe. It's already there. Oh, man. That would have been that would have been nice. And then they, I even read online that that fan that made the part three documentary, which you can watch on YouTube. It was like they actually at one point approached him to see if they can uh, incorporate that in the set. But then the powers that be at, uh, at Shout Factory or not at Shout Factory, but part of the disc set didn't want that part of it for whatever reason. Hmm. So, I mean, that's free to watch on YouTube, but it's it's just weird that there's, you know, they didn't put our podcast on it. Like, this is, is it the definitive set? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Fuck Joe Lynch and fucking Adam Green. Are, are, are we should, if we ever did a commentary for Friday the 13th, It'd be pretty damn good. I'm canceling my order. (laughs) 
Can you still get it, by the way? Because I have an order in another one. I have one that I, you know, I got day one, and then I have another one on Amazon that I was going to sell. But did you really you know, order? You ordered two. Well, I, remember I told you uh, about a month ago or so that they were still on Amazon. I said I'm going to put an order in now, and then if I change my mind between now and then, I could just keep because they don't take the money out till they ship it. But I did it defensively just in case it's sold out. But I, I, I still don't think, even with all this information, I still don't think it's sold out. I don't think so either, but they did make a lot of them. They did make a lot of them, so I might not take it. I was just going to get it to flip on it, sit it for a fucking year, and, you know, it was and scalp it. It was trending uh, on Blu-ray.com. It was like the number two or three disc sale, and that's pretty That's pretty sweet considering it is a fringe franchise. As much as we, uh, us fanboys want it, you It's not think, French. <laughs> well, I mean, it's you a can't fan. say that. What's what's let me refer. It is a very popular franchise, but still within the oh, realm of, of the horror community. I, I don't think mainstream Number people one. are looking to get Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what. This this proves that Friday the Thirteenth is is the number one franchise. Nobody made a big stink about any fucking other thing that ever got released. As soon as this is what the, the, the internet freaking broke that day, people were going I'm, crazy trying to get on. Seriously, I'm, te- I'm telling you, it was a big flip. Where back in the like 80, late '80s and in the early 2000s, Freddy still dominated, which is why it was Freddy versus Jason. If they did it today, it'd be Jason versus Freddy because the Freddy stuff has trickled off. There's still diehard fans of the original series. Don't get me wrong. The remake didn't hit like the remake of Friday the 13th did. There, it was not as big. Whether you like it or not, it, it, it's besides the point. I'm talking from a box office standpoint. And there's been like a lot more buzz. Like I think... All the, there's been one set of the the Elm Street series, and there's been numerous sets of Friday the 13th. But anyway, let's get off of it. The only good thing about this is it, it's about slasher films, mm-hmm. which is what we're covering tonight. And so it's a good segue in. A slasher right. film yeah, slasher series. Slasher films that... and, and Prom Night 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't sure. even start. Don't he'll, even. Be, he'll be higher rated than I am on Prom Night 4. I guarantee it. I, I haven't said anything. I haven't said anything tonight about still hating it or anything so Aww. who knows who knows oh you guys i might, I might like it now oh, see don't let people down everybody's expecting you to blow it you, you can't tell them and, it's and not about it's not about blowing it it's just more uh being realistic in the time frame when we watched when i watched it before we had i had watched what 170 something slashers or I was something thinking like that about and yeah we, it was like, you know, slasher after slasher. It was just, give them to me, give them to me. And I remember watching it going, this is good. Well, this is not as bad as everybody said. Boom, right. seven out of ten. And and that's where I had that same stood. mentality, though, but from the opposite end. Again, watching 150, 160 sl- slashers, I was just like, at the end of my rope, I'm like, this sucks, this sucks. Everything fucking sucks. I want to be done with this shit, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think this time watching it was was different. Okay, well, interesting, but that's where it comes from back then. And I think I actually had part two and th- four rated the same way at the time, seven out of ten. And I just gave the edge because I think it got shit on so much. I'm like, I'm going to give it a little bit of props at the time. But then it props. was at the mercy number, number three slasher of all time. Props. I got a choke. I like I said, I've said it <laughs> numerous times already. This show at some point, I I, I just want to. I just. My hands are aching to just choke the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> but, but where I'm going realistically, it should have been 50 at the at the most. 
but it, it edged up, I think, at 46 or whatever. But did the reality was, I did. Did we give our rating for the box set? Of, uh, of <laughs> <laughs> we will when we get it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if I get my promotion at work, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna still buy that fucking thing and and give it away as a fucking drawing on Patreon. Yeah, How's fuck that? you, twenty six shots. Fuck you, JP, giving away used DVDs. We're gonna give away a brand new Friday the Thirteenth box set <laughs> <laughs> that I paid for with my my fucking that money. Dave paid for with his own money. Right. Nobody. And we're gonna give away Christian's goosebumps. Wasn't a screener. Yeah, and, and yeah. Don't touch my goddamn goosebumps. <laughs> Although twenty-two shots did give away a TV, so there's really got not got nothing. You on see that. the prices of TVs when you go into Costco? They give them away with the ch- with chicken. You buy a pack of chicken, you get a free TV. Chicken. <laughs> go to Costco. Chicken. <laughs> I love that girl. Uh, Canadian Canadian uh, family feud. For a Canadian franchise, now I know why he loves this franchise so much. But I will say this about this franchise. Yes, it's a Canadian franchise, but this is a true franchise. People don't know, and I didn't realize it until this time watching them one, two, three, and 4. You know what I mean? That that they have carryover in each film. They have some things. They stay true to, to, the, to the franchise. They have actors and producers that are in all, or all four movies. They have the, the, the same score, uh, the same composure. They have, uh, yeah, they have callbacks to everything, and it really is a true franchise. People look at it and they go, this one looks like this. This one's comical. This one's uh, ridiculous. This one goes back to this, but they have a, a priest. And, you know, they look at it from the outside. Just, if you just like, for example, like when they're doing, they're going through ne- the 1991 right now on 22 shots. So, you know, they're, they're just going to randomly watch part four, and they're just going to take it for what it is, not thinking about, you know what I mean, and it's by nobody's fault. You you don't realize it until you watch one, two, three, and four, you know, it, sequentially. So just watching it, taking it as a standalone movie, you're like, okay, yeah, that, that was it is what it is. But I mean, I respect the franchise because it, it does hold true to franchise rules. It's cool. They have callbacks. They do what they're, you know, and I never realized that before. I, I, I don't know if you guys were aware of it, but. This is, a, this is a true franchise. I was aware of it when, because uh, when we researched and did prom night on TJF thirteen, again bringing that show up again, isn't it funny? Uh, we did talk about the connections to all four movies, with Brock Brock Simpson being the the most uh, direct one. He's a actor. He's young Nick, and then he's Josh, and I think he's like the cop, it's Larry not, the cop. It's not young. It's not young Nick. It's little Nicky. <laughs> Little Nicky, and then he's the uh, father, uh, Father some, Colin, Father Colin, and four, uh, yeah. and then and then the line, of course, the the token line is not not who you come with, it's who takes you home. Yep. That line being carried yep. through that that those are the connections that I was definitely well aware of. Some of the producing, of course, we knew was there. Paul Zaza, I think I didn't realize he did the score for all of them though. Yeah, but, Paul Zaza did all the scores, and, and Peter Simpson was the producer. You know, and that's why his son was in it, the kid that, that played those those roles. Brock. But it's too bad. I, I watched right before we got on this morning, I watched the uh, there was a documentary, it's on the Synapse Blue. And it's about the making it's like a 40, 40 minute thing, forty five minutes. And it was I, I was it was it was really good. It was kind of I'm a little bit sad that it was made after the passing of Peter Simpson. It would have been because, like I said, it's almost like it's his franchise. He produced it all, he had a son and all. He had, you know, he was very much into it. And you know, it's too bad that he passed away at a young age, 2007. And I don't know exactly when this was made, the, the documentary, but 
you know. You know what the son's middle name is? Lee. Brock Lee Simpson? Brock Lee Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Dave didn't even realize he said Brock Lee. <laughs> no, I didn't. Got him. Got him. Got him. An idiot in suspense, you know? <laughs> How about that joke? You that Dice said that on a show? You fucked up? <laughs> Christian's like, whoa, chill out. Take it easy. Coming in hot. What happened? <laughs> Dice fucked up. Dice was on a show, and he, he had jokes written down for whatever reason. And he said uh, on some show, I don't know what it was, he says... How do you keep an idiot in suspense? And then he said, say nothing. It was a note to himself. That's the joke. Don't say it because that's, you know, that's the joke. Don't say anything. And, but he said it out loud. He goes, how do you keep an idiot in suspense? Say nothing. <laughs> I just heard about this the other day. I don't know what show it's at, but apparently it went down. <laughs> I don't even know that good old, it's funny. Good old dice. I'll find that on, you, on the YouTubes one of these times, you know? He does have a... Are we fucking doing this? Let's do it. I sound like Christian. All right, let's start it off with Prom Night from 1980. Uh, Directed by Paul Lynch, at a high school senior prom, a mass killer stalks four teenagers who were responsible for the accidental death of a classmate six years previously. Oh, hey. Paul Lynch. (laughs) Have you ever seen Paul Lynch? He was in the documentary, right? The director. And he looks just like David Lynch. But I don't know if he's related. I couldn't. It's not on his trivia. But he's from London or something. But it's crazy. I, I, I don't know, and I don't. I don't think I have seen him. But g- thank oh, God you brought him up. Good God for fucking bed. Oh yeah, we don't talk about like the David director Lynch? and other works because Jason Smith. I can't believe you didn't talk about the Raid Two One One and Two last month or last episode when we're doing Apostle. So Paul Lynch, he directed Humongous. He directed Robocop Four. Yes, Humongous that, is that right? the Junior story? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> humongous. Which I've got to watch again because I hate that fucking movie. It, it's still it's one of those ones. It's like spookies for people. People are like humongous day one buy if it came out in a new oh, package no. Blu-ray. And I remember it being a hunking piece of shit. And it wasn't a hunking piece of shit, but it's, it's not. Oh, a, it's, well, it's, it's average. Guy. It's average. It's fine. So and it's not a, humongous. <laughs> it's worth it's watching average. it. What's that, Marcus? I said it's not yeah. humongous. It's just average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly humongous. Uh, uh, the final act is good. The um, the lead girl is 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 absolutely stunning. Uh, I think it's it's worth it to watch. Are we talking about prom night or humongous right now? <laughs> well, speaking of prom night and, and stunning women, that's something else about this. They're they're this this you know the whole about? franchise. Yes. Yes. Franchise. Very yeah. attractive women throughout the whole franchise. Yes. Yeah. You know yeah, what? People shit on this movie. They shit on it. Uh, there's there's fans and then there's just as much detractors of this movie of not just the franchise of this film because it's true all the carnage really happens in that last half hour and so it's an hour and a half movie but for whatever reason this works whereas I complained about an intruder where I felt like come on let's get on with it but you've got the really gory kills this one's more subdued the, the kills are not super gory save for that one Surprise kill, which is which is great at the end, but the flow of it is much better. I like it's the got, flow yeah, of this movie. Much better character development, much yeah. better character development than uh, Intruder. Yes. Very yeah. stylized, you know. It has that washed out sort of like surreal type of feel. Curry dream. It, 
The Carrie yeah, Dream very, sequence. Yeah, very Carrie Dream-esque. And Carrie, you yeah. know, is one of those films that you it feels like it has its stamp on, on a bunch of these films. Yes. But also, at times, it's very colorful and the reds really pop. I, I don't want to get pretentious and start talking about colors, but it feels very Giallo-like at times. Also with very the su- prank phone calls, the voices, the shadows, yeah. stuff like that. So it's a heavily stylized and, uh, and and surreal-like film, and I I think it's great. I think if you want to complain about the lack of kills in the beginning, maybe the one thing they could have done to throw in an extra kill, they kind of wasted some of the red herrings they used. They wasted Mr. Sykes, the groundskeeper, you know, um, yeah. just having him even set up in the first place. They didn't need him, or they could have used him as an early kill. And True. they kind they kind of wasted Leslie Nielsen's character. Well, he disappears, I think, to be the big red herring. Yeah, he's gone. But, but you're right. He should have. They should have opened up, and he's dead or something like that. Exa- a reveal exactly. at the end. Exactly. Exactly. Say, well, no, it's not him. Who the fuck could it be? That's the the two missteps. Is you're right. They should have had an early kill, which would have been maybe the groundskeeper, but that might have been too much. But he was almost too crazy. Like it was a Scooby Doo red herring, where it's like, yeah, like killing you, him you off. No, even if you're watching yeah. it for the first time, you know <laughs> this guy's not the killer. This guy's. Oh, killer. I don't know. See, hold on. Let me, let me say this. I, I I will agree on Leslie Nielsen, and there was a cut scene with Leslie Nielsen chopping wood. Yes, which, uh, that would have been great. Makes, yes, it, it would have been great. They and showed the, on the documentary. And there was too, a cut scene of him chopping broccoli. Broccoli <laughs> Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and by the way, he also had the fart machine on this set that we heard about in Creep Show. So this dude carried around this fucking fart machine for years, apparently, fucking tormenting all of his co-stars. I think it's great. But That's anyway. Awesome. We talk about that. Now, you were saying, why did I jump in there? Because you said, oh, okay, this is what it is about. Early this kill, film. yeah. This is, not, I'm going to say a little bit like what I said about Ring, Ringu, okay? The original Asian ring. <laughs> uh, that I, I, I'm, you have to put yourself in the time when it was made. And that's what I like about this film, that if you look at this film as something filmed in 79, released in 1980, it was doing things that at the time people weren't doing. They weren't having those red herring type characters back in night. They became a trope later on in slashers. So I think if you're watching this movie at that time, uh, it's not so unbelievable that he could be a suspect. I like it. And True. this movie, it, this movie does things that, you know, at the time are not tropes yet. And people don't, don't want to give it props for that. And I'm not going to sit here and blow the movie for fucking half an hour. I'm not saying that, but I am going to say that they do the phone call thing, which is great. Granted, of course, we've seen black Christmas and and when a stranger calls, but it's done a little differently here. And then you have a secret at the beginning, which became another trope in slashers, something terrible happens. Let's cover it up and never speak of it. And, you know, I don't think, again, I'm not saying that I'm the be all end all of slasher knowledge. Of course I'm not. But to my, to, to my recollection, I think this may have done this first, having that, you know, that, that secret cover up, you know, because we've seen it so many times. Again, it's 1980. So I think what you, if you look at this movie as, as something that came out in that time period, I don't think it's as obvious. I, I, I like that. They I, have red I, can give, I can give you that. But then yeah. at the same time, with three red herrings in this film between Sykes, Leslie Nielsen and this Leonard Merch character, somebody has to appear dead or get killed. I agree. Leslie Nielsen coming up dead would have been cool. 
Yes. Everything's coming up dead lately. <laughs> but that opening scene, that I love that opening scene. I think it's a great sequence, and I think it's true to how children are just relentless. The killers are coming, and then they just they will not stop chanting "kill," and they're scaring the shit out of Robin. And it's just, it's oh. it's true. Kids are fucking cruel as hell. They're cruel, but it's funny. And I made this joke when I reviewed it back on the other show, and it's it still holds true. It's like she hits the fucking dirt, and the girl's like. We're not speaking of this. We're covering this up right now. <laughs> the girl, the girl, it's like, boom! No one's not saw nothing. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know what though? At, at least, at least they stuck true to her character throughout. Wendy wasn't remorseful for one bit. Not even six years later. The rest of them were very remorse. Well, for, well, Kelly definitely was, uh, and and certainly Nick was, but uh, maybe Jude also. You don't really get to know. Uh, too much about her, but but Wendy's just a complete fucking bitch, and there are just some people who are like that. So, well, True. That, that you kind of wonder what happens because Nick is remorseful, and but they're in love. But what happens next? Does he reveal, or does he I just let the, the secret die now that the only witness is dead? Honestly, what are you I think about does who reveal? Like Nick, he wanted does to Nick tell her the whole time, yeah. and now the what, truth what? is going to come out. The truth is going to come out. Lot. The whole point is like. Lives are destroyed at the end. This poor family is destroyed even further at the end. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it really good. It's kind of like a really tragic slasher. Because is, is Nick really guess, dead at the end? Or is he just here, sort of like unconscious? Let's be honest. Leslie Nielsen can't be killed because he's the fucking dad. And Nick has nothing against the dad. So if it's revealed as Nick is the killer, he can't be killed. He is really just going Ooh. after the people involved with the death. So we're thinking slasher You're film. Right mentality but right. when you actually think of from a story structure he's literally targeting the people that wronged yeah his but, but they could have thrown in a few extra kills for satisfaction purposes like that drew character that drew character was a fucking prick but or, then they go ahead and kill slick instead or practice kill well that was a yeah. mistake see the one kill that is not is not nick was a, an accident it was the whites fucked him up he, he they're trying to trick they're trying to do the old carry uh, switcherino type thing or, or whatever the, he's trying to go in and become like come out make a big joke and then that's what he thinks it's Nick and he chops no, his I'm head talking off about, I'm talking about the, oh. the guy in the truck who's having sex with oh, Jude true yeah they but, do kill him and you know what and, and Slick is gonna make me say something that I always defend against Dave Z saying and I'm finally gonna say it especially after seeing Slick's character fuck Shelly <laughs> thank you Slick is how Shelly should have been no shit. Yes, thank you. Slick is like, I'm short, I'm fat, I fucking love you, girl. Let's go fucking bang. Yeah. He gets pulls a hot chick and he just fucking bang. And Shelly's like, I'm insecure. Nobody, fuck you, Shelly. You. I'm See? with you now. I'm finally fucking with you. Charlie Brown. Yes. It's, it took Slick for me to realize it because I'm watching. I'm like, this is fucking Shelly, but this is cool fucking Shelly. You're right. That is a cool version of Shelly. You're right. See, same fucking thing. He pulls up about- out of. They must have known each other. He didn't just pull up in that van. They even said it. They met like, that day. They they were raving. They were fucking crazy. raving about it later on at night. I can't believe I didn't know you uh, uh, until this morning. And they were, and then the kid and then the kid and then pulls up in a murder like, van and, and yeah, scores. Yeah, but then he, yeah, then he's in the cafeteria with her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. It's fun. The conversations, Dave, you've always said this. Sometimes I've agreed with you. Sometimes I haven't. But the conversations and interactions with this group of people are interesting and work and build. Yes, it's there, there, there's no death. There's no kill other than the opening scene until the hour mark. 
hour and change mark. Everything happens from a slasher standpoint in that last half hour. But as as B mentioned, that Jalo esque yeah. opening with the phone is top fucking yes. notch with the voice and the and and the hand and everything like that and the shadow. Great. The only thing is they do show Nick go into the school as a school day. And remember, this is all happening the same day. They they oh they wake up. It's prom prom morning, and that night is the prom night, and everything's happening in this one duration of a day. And he walks into that school and just what starts making crank calls in the school because he's at school at that point. Went into the office. He has access to it. Yeah, that was the only yeah. thing. I'm like, okay, I can explain it, but it is it is weird. Like he goes into the that's that's the good point of having Leslie Nielsen his father. being the father yeah. and the principal. True. I thought it was, See? I was I was confused at first at the beginning when Leslie Nielsen's up where Robin was killed and you're hearing the voice over the detective. I'm like, why is Leslie Nielsen investigating his own daughter's murder? But I realize <laughs> it's Nick's father doing yeah. that voiceover. It, oh, is it? Yeah, it's Nick's father who's the detective. And that's I thought Les- I, th- I still thought that was in Leslie Nielsen's mind, though. It it is, but he's listening to what Nick's father's saying to him. Oh, okay. I just thought he was thinking this. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, no, because I'm saying to myself, I'm saying, why is Leslie Nielsen going through the case like he's a detective here? Then I realized he's listening to what Nick's father was saying about the case, and it must have been, you know, we know who it is. It must have been an escaped uh, yeah. pervert and whatnot. Okay, <laughs> so check it out. I figured this out. What you were saying before about kids being relentless, the reason they were that way with her. And I like the way they play, and I understand why, because later on it, it makes sense for the plot. But these two twins, the younger brother and sister, they are the younger. They are yeah, a year younger. A year younger, and yeah. And that's why he specifically says they don't want to play with they you. Don't play, exactly. Just like they wouldn't want to play with me. Because, you know, sometimes at that age, some kids are out of like that. You know what I mean? This is our group. We don't want to play with you younger kids. So I think that's why that all went down, simply because she was younger. They fucked with her. They didn't want her in their game. And, and it, of course, it was an accident, but that's what I think it goes back to. So I don't think they were tormenting her just to just to be mean. I just think it was like, well, you weren't invited to this game. Yeah, so you're, you're, yeah, no, it, their intention wasn't to murder. Their intention was no, away. I know. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. But, uh, yeah, I just, that my only quibble again is that that lack of sort of, Playing out with some of the characters, even the detectives. They have uh, Nick's father is the main detective. They have that Doctor Fairchild character comes in, mm-hmm. almost feels like he's a Loomis. Feels very much like Halloween at times, and it's also it's thrown in after. By the way, that whole fucking angle came in at the end after the fucking shit was filmed. They threw in the fucking thing about the escaped fucking lunatic. Yeah, they could have completely gone without it. Would it would it have improved the movie or, or made it worse? I don't know. But I, and I didn't know this, you know. I'm not. I just read this a fucking hour ago. So, yeah. But I was like, hmm. I don't you know, know what. what I, you know what? It's weird. I don't know if it would. It it could have gone either way. I don't think it hurts the film. I just think with it in there, you needed to develop it more and have an extra kill or two in the middle there. Just not for the sake of making it a better slasher, because I still love it. Just for the sake of completing that storyline, you know, rather than rather than have them find merch you know, kind of off screen, 50 miles away, he could have actually shown up and started killing people and they catch him. And he says, I didn't two killers. kill, I, I didn't kill, you know, to reveal like, oh, he killed these people, but there's two killers. Exactly. It's, so, it's funny like because I, I just had a discussion after watching it. I was talking with uh, a buddy online and I was just saying, you know, the one thing I thought was a little weird was the wedged in factor of this escape killer not realizing maybe maybe i did read this dave back in and subconsciously i remembered it but now that you've said it it makes sense because it does feel kind of wedged in 
But he yeah. explained, he's like, no, 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 because that gives an extra added amount of tension. It gives him a reason for Nick's dad to be at the prom there and, and everything else. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I can buy it. It works. But the movie would have been really short because I think that at least takes 10 minutes of screen time between the well, interactions. Yeah, between... yeah. yeah, that's a good 10, 15 minutes there in like the the middle of the the end of the first act sort of area. Well, maybe they could have done more more better slashery stuff with it. Maybe they could have had another chase scene or an earlier kill or some of the development that Brandon's talking about. Yeah. That, that, that he I love how Nick's dance, like, now we can relax and enjoy the prom. <laughs> Merch is <isn't> caught. <laughs> He's like, let's go dance. I got to tell you, oh. this this deserves a remake and a, re- a true remake because you said you haven't seen the 2008, but if you watch it, you'd be like, this, yeah. what, what is, it's like, it's like April Fool's Day remake. You can't, call it yeah. you can't call it a remake. You can't call it. Don't call it a remake. I haven't watched either of those. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of the remakes, especially those mid two thousands, late two thousands that are uh, sort of uninspired. Not not oh. because I I think I'll hate them, just because I they're just not going to live up to the original. Or you heard they're uninspired. So like for instance, I watched. That's I, figured, I, heard, I went yeah. on. A, I went on a, when a stranger calls. I watched the original and the remake of that, and the remake, of course. The, the, the twist, you know, but what they did is they, they did what I thought th- was good about the original. They took that opening oh. scene and made it the whole fucking movie. Good. I, That's what they I, should have I, I saw the right. remake. I saw the remake of that in theaters. And but I I, I mean, you know this. I'm a lover of the original. Yes. So I don't I didn't hate the remake, though. Yeah. But it, I'm, a, I'm a lover of the original. Don't get me wrong. It's not at the same level, but it's good. And the, the prom night remake, I had it a one out of ten. And I rewatched it and I said, okay, I was a little harsh. Uh, Or or one out of five, one out of five, sorry. So two out of 10. I said, if I had to be honest here, it still (laughs) fails. It still fails, but it's definitely not as bad as I, I, so I I upped it to about a four, a four out of 10. I'm not saying it's by any means great, but there's at least some decent parts to it. The characters are actually somewhat likable. They didn't make them all assholes, which you would have expected maybe at this time frame. So I don't. And how about? And I really anyway. like the relationship between Alex and uh, Kim in this. He's a good brother, oh, and yeah. she's a good sister. That's that's a good relationship. I mean, he fights for her. He stands up for her. I do like the line where he says, "I smell like the ladies' room." It's quarter. It's it's a hint right there because he was just in the ladies' room breaking the mirror. I wrote that down. He would know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "That's a cool, that's a cool little uh, clue right there." Because he yes. was in there, and the mother, she's missing her lipstick because Alex took it because he's wearing it. Oh, wow! Because at the end, when he pulls off his mask, he's got the lipstick on. She was looking for her lipstick the whole day. You're right. My question is this: See, do you know that who that woman is? The one that Le- the mother, Leslie Nielsen's wife. So apparently, she was big in fucking uh, Canadian television shows. Uh, she was a. No, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting. Okay. I can look but her up, I, but no, off the top, no, I don't re- I don't recall. And did you so, know that Jamie Lee Curtis was almost like a last minute here? And you know who the original person to play that part was supposed to be? And it would have been fucking, I wish I got it what happened. It was, it was originally going to be Eve Plum. You know who Eve Plum is, right? No. Oh, no. Okay, Jan Brady. <laughs> really? Jan fucking Brady was going to be. I, I wish she would have got the role just because, not for this movie at all, but if she could have got into horror 
and then th- th- this would have been a success. She could have gone on to some other movies as the fucking heel, and we could actually finally see Jan Brady flipping out. Like, like you know, you know how they made her crazy in the movies, Marsha, 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 and they made her all fucking. That would have been great if they could have turned her character into that. But no, JLC fucking intervened. Her her people talked to them. They said they want her, and apparently the guy, um, the director or the producer, I forgot which one, was talking to Ir- Irwin Yablons about doing this after the 6th of Halloween, and he said, hey, well, you should do it after a holiday. You know, that'll be good. Same thing he said for Halloween. You know what I mean? Because he, he encouraged him, Carpenter, to make it a movie about Halloween. And the guy the guy didn't know what he wanted to do, and then he saw something somewhere, and it said something about a prom night. And he goes, well, not necessarily a holiday. He goes, what do you think about prom night? And that's how it took off. Anyway, I didn't mean to sidetrack, but I, the, the Eve Plum thing, <laughs> just popped into my head. And then JLC got, got, came aboard, and the guy, the director, was all excited about it. He's like, hey, listen, Jamie Lee Curtis wants to get involved here. And the guy was like, well, I guess they'd be good. You don't understand. She's from Halloween. It's going to bring fucking people to the theater. And they brought her in, and I guess she came in and just fucking kicked ass. She took fucking dancing lessons. She did all this fucking shit. She really wanted the role. Isn't that something? Dance, dancing's fantastic also. Yeah, I very, love it. Very, very much more music. upbeat, a much more upbeat carry scene. Well, that's it. Even, it's, it's, even with the spinning, with the spinning, it's like it's very symbolic of her world about to be spinning out of control. Because yeah, I mean, it's a tragic figure. This this uh, Kim character, because at the end of the movie, I mean, her parents are are going to be destroyed. Now, two children lost. She's lost her sibling. She's going to lose her boyfriend because he's definitely going to speak the truth as to what happened. Like her life is ruined. So it's very, very much in in the vein of of Carrie. It's Carrie meets Black Christmas without the telekinesis part, just the prom part with the with these kind of uh, slasher who done it. Because let's face it, we could say it's like Halloween, but Halloween, we know who the killer is from the right from the get go. Whereas in Black Christmas, to keep that kind of mystique of who who's Billy, so it's kind of a, a merging of those two. Wow, and it's her brother in both movies. <laughs> wow <laughs> maybe not when they made halloween one but <laughs> holy shit do you think there was a nod to fucking halloween there was a couple things i noticed there was the one scene when the girl was walking ac- across the fucking uh, in the street it, absolute, it was uh, absolute direct nod i know exactly right? what scene you talk. it looked exactly it was when, like it yeah it was when you coming out of the house yeah yeah it uh-huh. totally and then and then at one point totally someone says something to her to jamie b curtis and she says as a matter of fact i was and I, because they were talking about, were you practicing for the, for the member when Wendy confronts yes. her? When she, and that was, and she goes, as a matter of fact, I, I'm like, do you think that they wrote that because of Loomis? As a matter of fact, it was, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's just a Halloween fanboy in me wanting everything to be a fucking, uh, a reference to Halloween, but I don't know. Who knows? But they did a good job with that Wendy character, like her, her bitchiness and, and the fact that she even, but she's like a tortured in a sense too. She wants Nick. There's a tortured part of her too. She wants Nick that she lures herself to go out with uh, Lou the asshole. Lou the asshole. Lou. Yeah, that's a carry scene, hundred percent. Yeah, everything Lou. about that. Yeah. They should have gotten John Travolta instead of Lou. Oh, he's perfect. He looked <laughs> like the guy he had the one continuous eyebrow. <laughs> no, but Wendy, Wendy, her character development, she's she's unchanged six years later. She's still a fucking bitch though, and her chase scene. At the end, it's a great chase scene. I just wish our kill wasn't a cutaway. It's I wish the only we... real chase scene we get. That's it is, it... and it's it's great. It's it's suspenseful. It's long, but it needed a better payoff. I mean, Kelly's throat slit, 
Jude's sort of uh, Jude's kill has almost like a Friday the Thirteenth with the back of the van opening up and you know oh, getting yes. stabbed in the eyes. But uh, I'm gonna remember know. this night for the rest of my life <laughs> for about three seconds. I love it. <laughs> it's great and poor slick. I mean, I don't. know. This was the trope, I guess, of of the time. Anytime somebody drives off a cliff, they go like this. Yeah, they <laughs> what the fuck? Intimate death. They're prepping themselves for intimate death, and then the van explodes on impact. Yeah, they don't make them like they do now. You could survive going off a cliff now. Yeah. Back then, if you came to a screeching halt and tapped somebody's rear bumper, both cars exploded. Are you kidding? Now you do it, and Van Diesel just rolls out of the driver's seat and then starts running and chasing the like freight train. Or, or, or Van Diesel. <laughs> Whoever the fuck. The most overrated Van actor Van in working today. <laughs> I didn't know anybody liked him. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I don't think he's known for acting skills. I'm giving I'm giving it to Dave Z. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Vin Diesel. Yeah. Christ. Ugh, I, I didn't even know what I was thinking about. The, the <laughs> well, at least they were stoned when they got killed. Because they were stoned. Smoking. Yeah, that, that joint stash. Slick, uh, slick and oh, yeah. Uh, dude. Yeah, they were high. How about that? The one girl dies a virgin before the days of the tropes where you get where, uh, where you fucked. I Poor felt Kelly. so bad. Yeah. She could have put out and had at least had sex before she died. That's why they should have killed Drew. Final he was girl. such a prick. They should have well, killed know, him. Still. You know what? They should have killed they him. him who knew? Kill her. Who knew? Who knew that you could just go and sniff a girl's hair and that would like allow you to go t- walk off with her and uh, and lead to <laughs> certain things later on in the night? Oh, what? You, the girl you, by the punch bowl right when he goes back into the... Goes, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, ah. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> creepy. Try it, B. <laughs> Next time you're at the post office or something, be don't. I'm, I'm telling you, mask. I'm telling you, at the post s- sniffy girl's hair hasn't aged well. Yeah, <laughs> is that a good place to pick up women at the post office? Yeah, at the laundry. Well, mat. it's a place where you're in line. I'm, pi- I'm picturing yeah, the line. I'm about, to get, I'm about to get arrested for sniffing people at the post office, <laughs> like Jeepers Creepers. You know, <laughs> you're wearing a mask now. You're wearing... Hold the mask, the mask down. <laughs> Do everything now, wrong to get in trouble. Now all nasally and congested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you smell pretty. <laughs> I have two questions. They're 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 not they're kind of a complaint. They're kind of question. Maybe you guys know. Number one. Well, this is just my dumbass probably. Where did the kid get the mask? Remember, he's pranking him later and he's kissing JLC and then fucking the brother saves him. Wasn't the brother already using that mask when he killed people, or did where did that mask come from? It went How into the garbage, that and that's why the dad's a, a suspect again too. He throws it into the trash. They yeah. should have showed a better shot of that, and whatever, or even closed up on the mask or, or something. I think it would have just been even given a little bit more suspect to the dad. So it ends in the office. He throws it in the trash, and they're gone. And then, so is that where yeah, that's where it was discovered. Yeah, it comes from the trash because he throws it right right after he okay. says to him, "You think I'm gonna play favorites because he's my son?" You're absolutely right. I love that line. I love it. Great, oh, line. Yes. great line. I love that you've been a disgrace to this school. You're that guy, he would get more than just expelled or suspended. That would the cops would be involved. He started kissing even through a mask. Though he started grabbing and kissing. And so I know it was 1980. That. Well, not, not only is he sexually assaulting her, but he's also like 50 years old. <laughs> it's like this guy's 17. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, nobody saw that either, though. I, the, I mean, the boys saw, it, but Leslie Nielsen didn't see it. Dude, how I mean, strong was Alex? Though the one, get, the one kitty like chucks yeah, across huh? the table. <laughs> I love he's that. Got that crazy strength. 
He's got that fucking that pent up fucking shit because his twin was murdered. You can't say that. <laughs> He's got that fucking freaking. I yeah, know? I know. We know. I know. And then at the end of the movie, I know I won't say it. At the end of the movie, there's and maybe you guys again, this may be very easily explained, but I was a little perplexed as I'm watching. You know when they're getting them both ready to come out for the. You know, the thing at the end, and, and he yeah. gets the crown, and she gets the crown. Who is that guy that they show creeping up behind fucking Jamie Lee Curtis in the back when she has the behind the ladder? Is that one that's, of the henchmen? That's, yeah, that's one of Lou's other two thugs. Yeah. Okay, it seemed out of place to me. It, like, it wasn't telegraphed. All of a sudden, this kid pops up, and yeah. I'm thinking, is that is that the brother? Is that the killer, I'm thinking? Why would he be wearing those clothes? Yeah. No, and, because and Lou— And other guy getting killed at the same time. Nothing became of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, because they weren't supposed to grab her, so I don't know why he was, like, sneaking up on her. You're right, because they at first they <laughs> snuck up and grabbed Nick and obviously switched to the old tuck switcheroonie, but uh, then he's just standing there lurking in the back watching her. Maybe he just wants a better spot to watch, you know, her face when they come out. Like, oh, maybe she won't know it's Lou, and they'll end up together. <laughs> and, and what's the end goal there? He's just like, I'm king of the prom. <laughs> And they're like, okay, now get the fuck off the stage. You like, know what, though? <laughs> right? That's you know the what, though? That, at least that feels more true to, like, a high school prank other than, like, Carrie, where you got 17-year-olds <laughs> slaughtering animals and, you know, even though Carrie's a way better film, I'm just saying. Well, the difference is this. The girl in Carrie, and boy, and anyway, she's great. Uh, uh, she actually gave the guy a blowjob to go fucking do the job. I don't think Wendy did anything with this guy. Maybe if she would have given him Bought a blowjob. Bought him a burger. Job, Bought him two burgers, actually. Bought him a couple burgers. You're right. And then disappeared when it came time to do the fucking stunt. Yeah. And she didn't like him. Where the other girl... You know, Chris Harginson was fucking... She liked him, and she was blowing him, and this and that, and seducing him. The other guy just... I don't know. It didn't even seem like he was all that interested in her. He was just kind of, like, happy to be hanging he around. He wasn't interested in her. She wasn't interested in him. They were just sort of I using know. each other. Yeah. Well, what did he get out of it? Do you think he wanted to go to the prom? That fucking guy? He's just... So what did he get out of it? It, was not, it didn't seem like there was anything sexual even happening there. Like, it was a date. You know what I mean? It was just weird. There should have uh, been... Like they a, should have added something there. You're right. Just some, yeah. some blowjob would have been nice. You know? <laughs> no, doesn't he make a line? Doesn't he uh, make a statement at some point where he says, "Oh, you know, if if it's not Wendy, I'll you know I'll end up with uh, w- with Kim." Then he sort, oh, maybe so sort Wendy's of, just it, using it as a way to get them together so that he can finally be. Uh, Kim's yeah, it, I mean, his his end game is getting with someone, but it, I think he just doesn't care who it's with. True, it's problem. Right? He just wants to fuck anybody. Yeah, like, who can blame him? No, that that's fine. I... There was a scene where I think in the car he's like, "Hail to the king, baby." Anyway. Dave, you haven't <laughs> Dave, you haven't brought up your your comedy yet. There's a scene in this movie that has Dave Z comedy written all over it, and see, I man. didn't br- I didn't bring it up yet because I figured you were gonna bring it up. Let's see. Asshole move. I'll tell you one thing. I don't know about comedy yet, but there was an asshole move because he wants to fuck this girl. Where the hell was he trying to have sex with her? It was what a, what a strange the locker room. Move. Yeah, like a virgin is gonna get fucked in the locker room for her first time. That's a move for a fucking uh, uh, not a slut, uh, but uh, a woman that's uh, that's been around a little bit. You know what I mean? It's I love not you a have first to dance time. around your words like you're like prom night dancing around your words. A slut, I mean, not a uh, uh, loose the loafer. <laughs> uh, what do I say nowadays? I don't know. Oh fuck! 
You I can't. Why? <laughs> Our listeners don't give a shit. It's a, but, but I know. I just. That's why so he small. needed to die. He should have been a really gory kill. And how hot is Vicky? Mm, mm, wow, that girl, that blonde girl, Mama Mia. I'm gonna say that as long as I'm being incorrect. Whew. Anyway, Vicky. I mean, look, I'm looking. That's part two. Yeah. yeah, Vicky, the blonde girl in part one that wasn't in the beginning, the real pretty blonde girl in this movie. Her name is Vicky. Oh, oh the, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, oh, the friend, the, yeah, the, the one friend who's not guilty, who's in it for like 13 <laughs> seconds. Oh, okay. She's in it for more than 13 seconds, buddy. Her ass is there for about fucking five seconds at one point. I thought I you were talking about Vicky, the actual blonde who's the star of part two. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kelly dies a virgin, POV, rest Kelly of my who? life. Kelly who? <laughs> Did uh, the you missed it. You the missed door? it. What's you the comedy? It. I want to know. There's a question. Did the killer oh, the lock kill- the door? Yeah, he or, has or, access or to the keys. His, yeah. Okay. Well, well I thought when, maybe the school yeah. could have done that because they only want. Sometimes at schools for events, they only want you going in and out of certain. Yeah. Well, they, they that's that what they too. did. They cornered off like the school. That's what makes this so cool. Like the chase scene happens in a part of the school that's supposedly not supposed to be accessible during prom so it works and what i love about it is you can hear the prom happening in the background while they're being stalked and chased by the killer and it makes it that much creepier because like i'm like literally feet away from friends yeah. and and safety and yet i'm getting killed but dave's saying because he yeah. thinks that like you probably thought like wendy's running one direction why can't you get back it's chained up it's locked up like yeah. c- completely alex could have access to that stuff i mean again yeah. Make Could, that but the I was just questioning it. Yeah. yeah, no, either way, I think it works, whether he oh, locked yeah, it, it up or, or, you know, or not. But uh, Mr. Weller. Comedy. Mr. Weller, the comedy. When the head Mr. comes out, don't panic! Yes! I <laughs> Don't panic! It's like, this yes. is AC comedy. The <laughs> head's is? rolling, kids are flipping out, running out, screaming, and he's like, don't panic! <laughs> Son of a bitch. When I watched the documentary this morning, I noticed it. But I didn't notice it when I watched it, and I, and I, I, I made a mental note, but I should have wrote it. Oh, you're right, though. Don't panic. His face is great, <laughs> though, when he realizes have... what's happening. Well, because it is a quick reaction. Like, I mean, your head comes tumbling down. I don't think your first thing is someone just got decapitated, necessarily. It has to sink in. Like, their reaction is What do you think? His head accidentally fell off? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, they just see the decapitation. They just see this thing go boop, 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 in strobe lights. They haven't even had a time head, to adjust to anything yet. A bloody head rolls onto the stage. The only thing I'm thinking is decapitation. That's, That's really the only the way States. to lose your head. I've never heard of somebody's head falling off by accident. Let's not lose our heads here, you know? <laughs> and I don't, don't know what panic. the hell's going on. I'm saying don't they don't panic. even know what's real yet. They don't, don't panic nothing. is funny because the only thing really that I you should be panic. doing in that moment is panicking and getting the fuck out there. That's one of the few times in life panic is the correct response. <laughs> but it is a decent decapitation. Fuck out. You can't panic. I'm getting back to the, decap- the decapitation. It is good. It's good. It's the, really the only gory part in the movie. Like, the slit throat is really not that gory. This is probably the goriest kill. The slit throat is stylized, though. It's, it's shot yeah. very cool. But, uh, yeah. no, mm-hmm. this is the only gory part. Jude's kill feels like it's gory, even though you don't see much. But uh, you're right. The decapitation is really the, and that's, the only gore. And that's what people seem to want. They wanted more gory kills, which is why I think that they could remake this one properly and not soup it up like the 2008 remake, which which is done at a, uh, like, a, it's at a venue and whatever 
Keep it at a school. Keep it a small town prom. There's so much you could do with it. And, and I think there's movie 11 for us. We'll call I it. I want a movie. Let's do <laughs> movie it. <yeah>. 11. <laughs> formal Let's do night. it. My, my bloody prom. Semi-formal I... night. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-formal. The Christmas dance or the winter fest. Yeah. And it could be set in the winter. We get blood on the snow. Fuck never hike in the snow. We'll have a slasher in the fucking snow. The winter fest fucking senior year. Whatever the fuck that shit's my called. My bloody... Black Halloween semi-formal. <laughs> 70 formal, you said? Semi-formal. Oh, they said 70. 70 formal. <laughs> How about one about old people? About, that'd be cool. A slasher that only happens at a, a fucking... For retirement senior home? Citizens. Yeah. Senior, yes. A, a retirement home fucking dance. And a guy, instead of waiting 10 or 20 years to get revenge for something that happened when they were kids, waits 70 years. 60 years. <laughs> yes. No, and 70 he, years, and the weapon is his, his walker. His guys. His walker. He picks right? up his walker, and it has blades that shoot out the bottom. <laughs> it could be great. His wife passes away, and all these years, she's kept him at bay, or maybe he couldn't kill because of her. Maybe her brother was the fucking, uh, the main culprit that pranked him or whatever, so he had to be killed. So to spare her feelings, he didn't do it. So he waited, and then when she passed on... That's when he finally was able to fucking commit these fucking get yeah. get the. She, she was his rock, so like she kept him at bay. Now get she's that. dead. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, no one thought about it. The thing is, I think if somebody made that because it's fucking senior citizens, it would be a horror comedy. But I would like it to be done in a serious tone. I think that'd be fucking great. Imagine that reveal. I mean, just imagine watching senior citizens get fucking slashed by pitchforks and fucking... The Alzheimer's Massacre. At the Alzheimer's Massacre, when the killer is revealed at the end, he doesn't even know he's the killer. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the amount of nudity in this movie will be fucking epic. <laughs> It'll just open up with her in the shower. You know, like, balls down to the fucking ground, like dragging across the ground. <laughs> and titties on top of the balls. Sagging yeah. titties right on top of the sagging balls. <laughs> You can't show that. He's tripping over his own balls for the final chase. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> Good work. Good work. How about oh, the killer? Wait, I'm the killer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's killer. senile. He doesn't even know he's the killer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the reveal. That's that would be the more comedy aspect of it. You know, uh, then it surely could work there. Wait a minute. It's horrible yeah. because I don't like the idea. <laughs> That I, I I don't like that uh, Alzheimer's and thinking of that makes no. me sad. But anyway, also we got uh, Enchantment Under the Sea of Geth. That could be the title of the movie. Oh <gasps> wow! <laughs> Holy fuck, that's great. Yes, Enchantment Under the Sea. Yeah, man. So Death. so um, why not? Yes, why not a prom night movie done like My Bloody Valentine? Because th- they are kind of similar. Who has my bombs in mind? <laughs> yeah. My buddy Valentine has done so much better than Prom Night. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that's what, that's... We should just do a total mashup. Like do prom like they have a prom at the mine. It's a small town. They have a, it just well, that's why I was making mashup. fun of the name, saying my bloody black Halloween prom, you know, like a spoof. Huh. Like, you know. But but play it straight is where I'm going with it. Like how Dave would say, of like course. Have you ever done that before? (laughs) (laughs) Always play it straight. 
<laughs> I mean, it's a horror movie. Let's let's play it fucking straight. But that's what I'm saying. Have prom might be a, a remake of that, more like a My Bloody Valentine, where there's more kills throughout. Random people can be killed. I mean, the kid had a revenge idea in My Bloody Valentine, but other people still got killed for no reason. You know what I mean? The fucking lady in the laundry mat, the fucking uh, the red herring guy got killed. People got killed. Make it so the guy really becomes unhinged. And yes, he does commit revenge, but he can kill a couple fucking stragglers throughout the film too. Just for, I don't know, wrong place at the wrong time. Shit's a good Now, just one last question about original prom night is, in the opening scene, is Robin wearing a girl's turtleneck or uh, a boy's turtleneck or is... Um... <laughs> Alex wearing a girl's turtleneck. You can't say that. <laughs> Unisex. Metrosexual. That's that's how he should have been revealed as the killer. He should have been wearing that really tight turtleneck and it should have been like cut off right at his midriff right here. It'd be like a dicky, no. It should have been revealed. Should have been revealed like sleepaway camp. It's like really he's like it's she and <laughs> she's in front of us a girl. Yeah, he's he's Robin <laughs> and Alex Alex was killed. Yeah. If they didn't focus on the on the uh, on the shot no. so much at the beginning, and then Jamie Lee pulls her pants down and shows her penis. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they fucked him up. Maybe they dressed up the girl like a boy and the boy like a girl, and they fucked both their kids up. And the parents were just that demented. So when the girl died, everybody thought the girl died, but actually the boy died. Well, he wanted to be like her. He was wearing the lipstick at the end to to sort of be like her. And then they can. Hey, how come he never got laid? He never did anything. At the end, he can reveal a vagina. Dude, yeah, he, what, what's it what's it called? Uh, Jamie Lee even says that Jude Jude will go out with you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was also like Halloween. She was trying to set somebody else up to have a date, just like they were trying to do with her character on Halloween. Remember, she was shy and everything else. They're trying to hook her up with fucking Ben Tramer. Did they do that on purpose? Maybe, and have her be the fucking one on the other side trying to set him up. I don't know. My bloody <laughs> sleepaway prom. <laughs> Terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it could be at a sleepaway camp well why not have it be a camp in the summertime and at the end of the at the end of the summertime they have like a prom you know what i mean they have one final party before everybody goes away so that could be like a prom they could just call it the summer prom you know what i mean and then it's bloody so why not my buddy sleepaway prom <laughs> i don't know L- listen it's a good fucking movie it's like i said before the dialogue, there's another movie that's in this series, and I'm not going to say which one it is yet, where there is a lot of dialogue and a lot of downtime, but you're just not invested in the characters and what they're talking about the way you are here. They got the love triangle, they got different things going on, and it's just done better. That's why some slashers, you could have no kills for an hour, but as long as you're on board with what's happening, it's fine. And yes, there was a, there was a point where I, I, I paused it, and I said, there hasn't been a kill yet, how, how far away into it and it was 56 minutes but i was just curious for the sake of the podcast i wasn't like oh man yeah. where the fuck you know what i mean you had build up you had it the was, phone call one kill yeah yes wow. okay it yeah. was one kill two actually the nurse that they find there's eight yeah. kills in this movie actually you know eight total and you know the guy that played the killer still has the mask all these years and he he, he it was in his basement and his kids knew about it and, and then when his kids have a prom the fucking kids want to wear the mask, and he goes to the prom and wears the mask. How about that shit? <laughs> and actually kills some people? Yeah. With shards say of glass. That, but... yeah. <laughs> With shards of glass. <laughs> well, this was my number two slasher on my when we did the show, and I gave it an eight out of what? ten. It was my number two number slasher. Two. 
22. Wasn't 22. (laughs) (laughs) My number two slasher. What the fuck? Number 22 slasher. I gave it an eight out of 10, and I stand by that rating. All right. I I don't know what I gave it when we did the show. I forgot, but uh, I'm giving it a 7.5 now. Yeah, I don't know what I gave it, where it stood, but eight out of 10. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I don't know why people hate it. Maybe because they like other ones more, or maybe because people that like this movie really like it, and they're expecting it. I don't know. This is what separates the fans of Mad Men and Prom Night. There's those fans of Final Final Exam and Mad Men, which I don't like. I like both of those. I don't really like those. It's different than this. John Hamm is great in Mad Men. Final Exam is closer to this than Mad Men. (laughs) Christian, did you at least get it or just chose not to acknowledge it? That joke every time Mad Men's brought up. (laughs) As a matter of fact, Wazell Wazell cracked that same joke on Banana Laser Episode 3. That's how many times I've heard it. But he retired from (laughs) podcasting like nine years ago. I retired from fantasy football, yet I still had a draft last night. (laughs) God have mercy on Francesca's soul. Wow, I'm not playing. I just (laughs) just just (laughs) I do nothing. That's 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 how the question was asked. I do nothing. I want no part of the money. I want nothing. He says, if we win, I'll take you out to dinner. And I go, it's not we. If you win, that's fine. Take me out to dinner. That, that's your choice, you know? <laughs> Back to that. Anyway, so that's prom night. That is prom night. Canadian slasher. Oh, you know what they said? that They went out to fucking Eaton's because it was filmed in Toronto. And yeah. they said that one day they went out and um, um, Jamie Lee bought a bra and she was showing it off to her fucking, her little coast to her brother. She goes, little brother, what do you think I should do? And she was kind of like playfully flirting with him just to like loosen him up and shit. And everyone had nothing but great things to say about Jamie Lee and how she was on the set. So, so that's pretty cool. But they mentioned that they went to Eaton's and then I thought about all those fucking Canadian songs, you know, at the Eaton Center, you know. I'm hungry. I'd like to go out to Eaton. They have food there too. They used to say, all the things you can eat at the Eaton Center. No, I don't think that the they Center's it- still around. It's it's uh right downtown Toronto. Sounds Do all. they serve food there still? They serve yeah. It's like a mall. It's a mall. Yeah. Does it have its own choir? It says fuck America. Mister Mister Eaton's the Eaton Center Choir. Here they are. Are they gonna come out? That's the way. Crunch 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 crunch. crunch, crunch, crunch. crunch. We like it. Okay, oh, let's do Prom Night 2. Prom Night 2. Hello, Mary Lou. All right, directed by Bruce Pittman. This is 1987, 30 years after her accidental death at her 1957 senior prom. The tortured spirit of prom queen Mary Lou Maloney returns to seek revenge. Okay, let me say something right now about Prom Night 2. I don't know why some people choose to say that this... I don't get... This movie is kind of on a is, is kind of on a pedestal, and I just do not see it being significantly better than than any of the other sequels. And I'm just so, gonna I'm just leading off with that, dude. I totally agree. For whatever reason, I gave this a seven out of ten the last time when we did it on, on the on the slasher show, and I didn't put it on my list because something just doesn't sit right. It, I don't really. This movie's okay. It's it's good ish in parts. I. Don't see the love for it. I think it's only all right, and it's not significantly less silly than part three. It's slightly less silly, but it's still wacky. 
It's wacky because it's completely different. We're taking it into supernatural realm here. But I admire it, and I think it's on a pedestal because of its ambitiousness, especially with some of the effects. Very Nightmare on Elm Street here. Well, that's very nightmare, that. very nightmare on Elm Street here, and some really cool, creepy imagery here. When you know, when we were talking about you know, drifting in and out of you know, Vicky's reality into Mary Lou's sort of nightmarish, hellish prom world, and the chalkboard scene is really cool. There's some cool stuff. Yep, I, I think the character development in this one is 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 okay. The, the characters are nowhere near as likable as part one, but they're good enough. We haven't gone completely bonkers like we will in part three, where it's really part three is more of us just a spoof movie. Yeah, I think it, it's the soundtrack. Right. The, the soundtrack, soundtrack part three is what makes it silly. They make all these choices to do things with. You guys know what I'm talking about. They do. Th- it's almost like they did with Halloween five with the fucking huh, with the cops and the shit. There was a couple instances where they did things like that in Prime Night three that they didn't do here. But aside from that. I'm with what Christian said. I don't think that part three is is, is silly as, as I was recalling. Part two has some silliness to it, and I'm fine, and I get it, and I love the chalkboard scene. I love some other things. I dig the uh, what's going on. It's almost like a Nightmare on Elm Street 2 if you think about it. It's, no, I, th- I, I think part three is Nightmare on Elm Street 2. This one feels this is more— possession, though. Yes, but part three has the gay love interest with Shane, who's clearly in love with— uh, I did think about that, but we'll get that to is, that's I'm part two. two. I'm not thinking the gay thing. I'm thinking the fucking the possession angle. What happens in part one is one thing, and then what happens in part two is something completely different. Where in part two we have a possession. My problem with this movie is I have too many questions. It's almost like a not not as ridiculous as Nightmare Four, but I just have questions that I don't understand why things are the way they are. Like if she burned up in a fire, why are her clothes stashed away in in a fucking attic? Did you wear them? It's, it's not her. It's not her clothes. She never wore them. It's the uh, it, it's the crown and the cape right. that she was supposed. She wore to wear. the fucking crown and the cape. She was on stage with them on, and they literally said that she wore these clothes. What's when her name? She, said she was when she was burning up. She wasn't wearing the cape. I don't think. I thought she and, had the cape and the crown. She definitely had the crown. And again, yeah, I don't think the crown, it's one fell, of those the crown are, fell off. I don't think they were thinking about this. I think. Again, these are questions. You're not going to get answers because I don't think they were looking to do it. It's a silly possession Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff movie. That that's what this is. And I actually I don't like the pacing of this film. I think it starts innocently enough, and I think the, it ends all right. But I think the middle I, part is really boring. <laughs> amen. Yes, hundred percent. The middle part I is boring. I drift off. I just kind of lose interest yeah. in the middle, and then it kind of brings you back in for the end. The, again, the, the 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 cast is attractive. There's a couple of decent gags. That her smooching with her dad is sickly funny. <laughs> and again, right the very religious mom, very yeah. Carrie-esque. Correct. And the house is very Carrie. You know what the house yeah. looks like with the white picket fence? It looks like um Sue Snell's house at the yeah. at the end of part one. I was like, what You're the right, fuck? It looks look just like it. And they had it almost was filmed. Almost with that dreamy look to it. I was like, look at this. They have to yeah. be doing it intentionally. Which I, like cool. this, I like the setup with it, you know, with with uh, with Mary Lou, with the with the burning, I, the, you know, the accidental death. I like how he grows out to be the principal. Um, Buddy Cooper, Ooh, you know, grows opening, out to be yeah. the priest. Like you know, that. it's yeah. really well done. So again, now we I got like it too. now we got Craig's character, whose father's the principal in this one. Craig, of course, um, Art Blank from Saw Four that Christian pointed out. So you got him and Vicky. Yeah, <laughs> oh, him and yeah. Vicky. 
That's Who's what I was telling play? you. The guy, play. the guy that's in the beginning yeah. opening scene that ends up being like uh, the mastermind, or, or yeah. he's been. He's been you were being to... tested by Jigsaw. You were supposed to follow the rules, asshole. Yeah. And then Brig shoots him in the head. <laughs> so it's the priest? Is Art Blank or no? No, the kid's Art Blank. The kid is Art Blank? So he's a Craig. child in this movie Craig. and then he grows yeah, he's up? Like, he's like 20 in this. 20? Okay, so he was... I, he was. I, okay, forget it. Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Hold on. Here's what I don't get. How come this guy is blamed for being the murderer when he wasn't the person they really murdered was the fucking asshole. We, we never know what happens to him. The guy that throws the stink bomb on there, this guy's riddled with guilt as if he did something. Nobody did anything wrong. So the kid that threw the fucking stink bomb, they accidentally landed in the fucking girl's thing. They're both riddled with guilt, yeah, but they didn't do anything. That makes no fucking sense. Why, why, why was he? Go ahead. He didn't, he didn't attempt to help her. And he then he, he was starts fucking to, on fire. What are you gonna he do? He didn't attempt to, to help her at all, and then he's just banging on the couch there, like sort of like regretting, like, like I didn't help her. And and he becomes the principal, the one who threw these the uh, the firecracker. Yeah, it was it, all an accident. I mean, it wasn't like they. You don't the fire. It's your high school sweetheart too, and not even like they really weren't getting along. So like, do you really care? Wasn't she Wait, cheating I'm on him? She spurned the one guy and ran off with the other guy. Okay. Yeah. And the one guy you see that you see them him suffering, and yet I thought the kid that did the stink bomb was was had nothing to do with any of that shit. He just happened to be a kid that threw a stink bomb. No, he's the principal. Oh, yeah. He's Michael Ironside. He's the principal. He's Billy Nordham. He's Craig's father. He was the one that she spurned. That she went to the dance with yeah. him, fucking him off. Yeah, that's why the story is. makes perfect sense. That's why she's after Craig. She yeah. wants revenge. I thought that was just happenstance. I thought no. that he was still there and he was upset and he was nope. fucking at the. No, I think you guys. I think you guys should give this film a little bit more credit. Well, no, that there was a complaint. Uh, there was a little that bit. Doesn't of make complaint. the movie better, but I I got that aspect of it. I'm not. I don't have the question. questions they've had, but it doesn't okay. it doesn't make the movie better for me. That's just that's just the the story script. I like Michael Ironside. I like everybody. The performances are decent enough in this. I actually think if um I'm going to give a little bit more credit to to part three is I think. Uh, the uh, Mary Lou in part three is is sexier and hotter than the Mary Lou in part two. Yes, she is. <laughs> Mama Mia. And I, it took me uh, a minute or two to notice because at first I wasn't sure. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yes, she is. <laughs> I, the like, the, I like the kills in this shit one. shit on her face. Which one? In, the kills? In part three? Yeah. The first, yeah. And it, but part three, Mary, they're different looking. This one, this Mary Lou is, has much more of a 1950s feel to it. They really did a good job of casting her, making her look uh, real 50-ish, whereas part three, part, I mean, part three, sure. I, I enjoy part three. I'll just say that right now. I enjoyed all, I'm not going to say all four. I, okay, all four. I enjoyed all four. But uh, <laughs> but part three is, is just, it, I mean, part three might, might as well have been like a student body's pandemonium, which are films I like, but that's that's what that's like. Part this one, it, this one's still trying to be a serious film, even though it's supernatural and does have some comedic elements to it. I don't think they're intentional here. I think part because you go super... a four and five of Nightmare on Elm Street, except it, it but on a lesser and part, level. And part two with Shane, <laughs> yeah. who's clearly competing with Sarah for the affection of the man. Yeah. I think I yeah. really think you're right. They leaned on Nightmare on Elm Street more than Prom Night or Halloween or any of the other things for two and three. No question. But at least they took it in a new direction. Some of the kills are good. I I I feel you know, I always talk about it about a you know, a, a kill using that paper cutter from the old yeah, school. I wrote that right here. Yeah, and paper here they teased good. They yes. teased us with it. They teased us that with was, it. What the and then they fuck? hang her. 
Yeah, and then they hang her and throw what? her out the window because they have to make it look like a suicide because she just told Vicky she's pregnant. That's the only reason why. But again, yeah, that's what she's like, going to be concerned with, Mary Lou. Well, I better make this look like a suicide just in case. Get the what the fuck would she care? Anyway. At that, because it's so early. I look. I agree with you. I wanted the paper cutter. Where I was like, oh shit, I don't. I didn't remember this. And then I'm like, oh, that's right. They didn't use it. They hung her and threw her out right. the window. The only time it's ever been used is in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake in the fucking yeah. in the climax. Yeah. I, I want to see. I want to see somebody's hand go through the. Oh, absolutely! Night. And mm-hmm. also the thing that you put the, like the receipts on, the the paper yeah, thing, the big needle. That they stuck the guy's eye on an intruder. Yeah, mm. but I want to. I want to see the school version. I don't want to see intruder. Fuck the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want Mary Lou to do it then? You're saying. Oh, Mary to... Lou. Uh, what's his name? But this has okay. better kills. I love the Monica kill, crushing the locker. That's a cool That's kill. She great. was she was my yeah. favorite character in this. I like Monica. She's like, why can't I get a date? Uh, Monica, can I talk to you after class? Fuck off, loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a bitch. Yes. And then she winds up with Josh. That's fucking turns out, then she winds up with Josh, who turns out to be the biggest dick in the whole film. He didn't mean to, though. No, what are you talking about? He, he fucking bribes Kelly to give him a blowjob in order to uh, rig the vote. He's a oh, dick. I thought he didn't want money. He'd rather have head. What can I tell you? <laughs> Kelly was cute, too. He's a kid. Yes, Kelly was cute. Yeah, they were all pretty cute, actually. And when she and Mary Lou is sexy. There's no doubt Mary about it. She had very sexy. That, that bad girl sex appeal, you know? <laughs> well, I think they also try to argue that there's some coming of age underlining theme in this film. And I really, I really think this movie's pretty vapid. Like, I really don't think, I really don't see it. It's trying to rely on the effects, and sometimes these movies work. I just feel like this one kind of just falls flat in the middle. Well, because Mary, because Mary Lou is so loose, and Vicky's so you know sort of uptight and yeah, so yeah, and, and so like I mean, it, it, I feel like yeah. that part really does come through, but I don't think it's enough to carry the weight of the whole film. But I do. I enjoy the movie. Yeah, I enjoy it, but it's just that middle part gets just a little draggy. Just drags out Dude, a little. Dude, how about the the hallway in the cafeteria nightmare scene? I love that. I think that's so terrifying. This, like, I don't know. It feels very authentic. These sort of nightmarish dream worlds that like Mary Lou lives in. You sort what of tell that she's stuck it. I really I, I like know what it. You're saying, really... but it doesn't. It doesn't scare me. It doesn't like I'm not scared. Really, by this it kind of it kind of like if I saw this when it first came out at seven years old, I actually think this would be a movie that would terrify me. I've mentioned this when we talked about this hmm. movie briefly before on the show, probably for the slasher. The, I saw this at age 13 on video. And the what all I remember was I thought Josh, the character, died from a blowjob. That's how <laughs> I remembered it years what later. What a way I thought, to go. I thought he went boom, and then the spark started shooting and whatever like that. And then when I rewatched it, I'm like, oh, shit, I had this all wrong. Because I yeah, always well, used to make it, a joke, death by blowjob. And I'm like, no, it's not true at all. It wasn't It wasn't that malfunctioning <laughs> computer that melted his face. No, it was the blowjob that killed him. <laughs> she had <laughs> braces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the electricity flowed through her. She had braces on. And then yeah. it went right to his cock and fucking death by blowjob. That would have been a good scene in a movie. See, they put that in our movie. Girl has braces, blows a guy, gets electrocuted. His cock blows. How about Junior. when Kelly deadly friends her in in gym class with the volleyball? Yeah, man. Yeah. She <laughs> Did you like deadly. that, Christian? I thought like that was she yeah. fucking tried to deadly friend. Her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was, Here's Vicky, a question. Or that Vicky girl, she never really was she in anything else? Like, I mean, obviously she was in other movies. She never really struck it big though, did she? 
Like, I don't think she's been in. Whoops. She she's no this? Art Blank. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Taking it back to Saw, here's a question. I didn't like when they did it in Saw, and I don't like when they do it here. And it's for it's one of the reasons is because why the fuck would they go and dig up her grave? And why the fuck he he knows she's died. He saw the girl fucking die thirty years ago. Okay, woman is 1957 Hamilton High. She's dead. This guy, because he knows there's a possession or something going, well, maybe it is Mary Lou. And if it is, she's not going to be. I I buy the scene. Bill Bill is so reluctant to buy into it, even though even though Buddy's coming to see him, telling him she's back. Vicky's acting crazy. She's dressing like Mary Lou. He sees it because he's obviously the principal of the school. He's reluctant the whole time. And then at the end, even as he's digging her up, he's like. She's dead. You know, he's sort of, he's like, he's, he's almost like he's expecting to see her. And why would the body be in there? How fucking stupid. Why would she put a body in there? How stupid. What's she trying to cover up? It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's, what do you mean? It's for theatrical, it's for theatrical effect to put the priest in there. It's stupid though. I don't think so. We're talking about a supernatural film here. So I I don't, I think. That's it. Again, I, I will cite on the, on, on Brandon's side here is they didn't make this. It is uh, like two feet in to the Nightmare on Elm Street realm where you don't really have to have everything make sense. So I'll we're not, buy it we're for not, that. We're not grounded in reality here. So I don't think everything – like I'm I'm a little bit more forgiving when we're dealing with supernatural stuff. Hello, Mary Lou prom night too. Like, I mean, let's, like that's literally you know, how it was. <laughs> I just just to make I, I I I'm accepting of a possession and other stuff, but it just that's the last thing you can do is dig up somebody. You know, and Mary Lou, Mary Lou, don't forget, like she's she's after Buddy and 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 Billy, so it's sort of like playing games with them, like make him dig up the the body, make him so paranoid that he digs up the body and discovers his his buddy there, who he's been covering covering it up with for thirty years, and then realize that it's actually happening, and you know now. He's going after Vicky. She's going after Vicky and the son, which is really the end game. Get get Craig. I guess I don't know if it doesn't bother you guys. Maybe I'm too uptight. It just it just I was watching. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's here? it's such a drastically different film from part one that I it, it, it's gonna do a part one. It, 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 even as a standalone movie, if I watch any fucking movie and I see this, I don't understand the motivations for a the guy digging it up and b the fucking person being stuffed it like she's well just in case someone decides to fucking dig up my grave and see what's going on i'm gonna put this fucking body in there it's just it's just stupid man she's been dead 30 years she's she's a ghost she's she's fucking with them i guess she's a demon but why would she in her in 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 her fucking wildest dreams think that someone would dig up her fucking body I don't know. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. She's, she's got possession I'll, I'll over Vicky, so she's dropping all these hints to 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 Bill. I mean, she's coming on to him. She's. I mean, the, okay. the hints are there. So she's she's driving him mad and leading him to that end game anyway. So I have no right. issue with it. I won't beat a dead horse. That's fine. Uh, okay, here's some comedy. Right after the fucking murder, the very next day, the girls are getting ready. They're talking about the problem. They're looking in the mirror in this one scene in the, in the, the girls' room or something. And fucking Vicky is looking in there. She's making, you know, she's kind of upset. She's making like a sad face. And her friend, one of them asks her, what's the matter? <laughs> what's the matter? Their friend just fucking hung herself the day before. <laughs> what do you want her to walk in fucking with smiles on? Like, what an asinine question to ask. What's the matter? Uh, nothing. If I stub my toe. You know, what the fuck? <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, okay, and I, I'm going to give you props on one thing. Big, big, big props. My favorite part of the whole fucking movie 
is that scary ass horse. Holy fuck, that fucking horse. <laughs> this is just where the story developed that he told us about the rocking horse in his basement. Yeah. This is from when we, when we spoke about Maybe? this movie before. But it, it, it is creepy. Scary, dude. It, it, it's creepy. <laughs> It's, it's creepy. It, it's, it's it's sexual. Unnerving. It's it's yeah. It's it's nightmarish. I I think yes. the nightmare scenes in here are done really well. I'm really I'm really shocked to hear uh, hear you guys so down on it. I really I'm I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Well, you were the ones in the minority. I think. I think there were a lot of fans of this movie. I, I'm not I a, I'm not a diehard ten out of ten no, but, fan, but it it's I don't know. It's just I think it's effective. No, there are good parts. Like, it's I mean, boring. I, yeah, that's but, it. I'm, the I'm, second I'm, act is just dull. Uh, yes, I agree, hundred yeah. percent. That was my experience. I like the intro, the the building of the characters, the stuff in the beginning. I appreciate all the fucking names: Dante, Browning, Cooper, Waters, Henenlotter, fucking Carpenter, Carpenter Romero, yeah. everything. They go on, and they they're great. I appreciate that. I appreciate the setup and everything else. And I and I love the last twenty minutes when Mary Lou finally fucking comes out and wreaks havoc. But a lot of the stuff in the middle, it's just kind of drab. It's just kind of dull for me. It's just aside from a scene here or there, you know, like the chalkboard scene or something else. It's just yeah. As soon as Christian said it, that the I hundred percent the middle bores me. It's just I wish it was great. If it was great, it's a little I it's a little bit slower. Like it's one. a little bit slower pace, definitely. But I feel like it's more of you know Vicky's possession and sort of her slipping in and out of reality. You're absolutely the- correct. He's you're correct. Yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be raked over the coals, uh, D. When we talk so. about being slow, because know. a lot of people think part one is the slow movie. It's slow and it dragged out. And that's you're building part- suspense, and I care about the character. Absolutely, and that's the difference. That's the difference. That that's the main difference. <laughs> this one is relying on the set pieces. Everything that Brandon's talking about. Some of them are are amazing, uh, especially for the time and for practical. How about the teacher, the pervy teacher, (laughs) putting his hand on her ass? Mr. Craven? (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Craven. The good old days when teachers were allowed to touch the students like that. Oh, man. The good old days. And then Vicky kissing Monica. Really a a very, you know, underlying, suppressed... sexual awakening you know that type so that's of, exactly uh, it i made the joke yeah. earlier or, or nah, the yeah but you're, that it's, sexual... you're right that's that's really what it is this whole film and you know when she's making out with monica i'm like oh fuck dude that seems so hot and monica's running away i'm like don't run let her kiss you so <laughs> maybe maybe by saying containing this it it does work against it because I, I was saying otherwise it, it comes across very vapid. But no, I guess that's enough to to have enough weight to have an underlining theme for the film uh, based on again what not doing not there, not super strong with the kills, slightly better or maybe a little bit more gorier in here. Even though I think the blood kind of looks it looks soapy, it looks weird, <laughs> it, it looks sudsy to me. It looks almost like cherry soda, <laughs> like red soda, like. Yeah, just maybe they uh, did that on purpose to try to get away with more or something like that. Sometimes, yeah, try to find little ways around uh, the sensors. Oh, I have a note Rob Zombie, the white fucking horse again. (laughs) 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 I actually wrote that, even though I like like the white horse. I love that white horse. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) Well, here's a question I saw this thing three times. I rewound it, I didn't understand what happened. They were out to dinner. And obviously they're trying to say that Vicky's being possessed, but it was edited so poorly. I think they fucked something up. All of a sudden these these dishes break. 
these plates when they're at dinner or when they're out to eat. It's Vicky and her boyfriend and something, and they're talking about how she's going through troubles. Then all of a sudden, a, a waitress comes over or a waiter to bring food and fucking plates fall, and then the scene cuts. And I didn't know what the fuck they were trying to convey there. It didn't. I rewound it three times. Like, did she cause that to happen? It's done so quick, and the way it's edited, it shows you nothing. I don't understand what they were doing in that scene. But these plates fall when they're served their food. Do you guys recall seeing that? Vaguely. I, I do remember the scene. I, I don't remember if she caused it or if it's just one of those scenes where she's trying to convey to Craig what's going on and, like, her nerves are at their last, like, their last wits, you know? She's, like, losing should have left it out because it doesn't really – I understand maybe what they're going for. She's falling apart, but they don't explain how those fucking plates just fall or what's going it, – it's just weird and it cuts and then it cuts. It's just the like – the best score in this movie is when uh, Bill knocks uh, Craig out with the sh- with the shoe. Where's my shoe, yeah. Dad? Right oh. here. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loafer to the temple. <laughs> shoes. That's Amazing. crazy. Amazing. How and how about, about the job things? When first yeah. of all, when they come back and he says, "Oh, what the hell does he tell you?" He goes, "Your breath smells good." He tells her after she fucking blew. Yeah. And then he says, "He goes, hey, geez, when the, when the results come in, he goes, huh. he goes." How'd you blow it? How'd you blow it? Yeah. How about the? I don't know if they dubbed his voice, but there's one line where when they first get to the the dance and Kel, and the boyfriend says to Kelly, "I drink, I get drunk, so what's the problem?" Huh? Yeah. Like, just the voice is so goofy. <laughs> You're right. It was goofy. You're right. And it, he's, they weren't showing his face either. They were just showing yeah. the back of his head. Yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely dubbed, and it was dubbed with like a goofy ass voice. I wrote it down because I'm like, this is. This is like so Dave Z humor right here. Well, and I guess the the reality would be that you guys get enough prom in the first three movies that that's why there's less prom in part four, Brandon. To, hey, to go for that hey, idea. I already I already blew my load and said I liked all four. So <laughs> you're, clearly, I'm coming around on part four this time. And you know what? Though, no, it's 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 this one. It, it's weird. I've it, there are, there is good here for sure, for sure. But I just don't understand why this one seems to be more loved uh, and is typically the standout of the series for a lot of people. I, I yeah, mean, that, I find that weird. I find I find the dislike for part one to be the, the craziest thing of all because I think part one is so much like like a Halloween, so much you know with, with elements of Carrie, and it's such a great film that I feel like that's probably the most underrated slasher, the original Prom Night. I have the answer. That you guys just basically said it. One begets the other. People that hate on the original prom night blow fucking prom night too because it's radically different. Yeah, but right? I'm I'm but here yeah. here I am Where the exception. Blowing? I'm not not that I'm blowing. You are it. the exception. And that's I, fine. You like yeah, them both. Yeah, I, I do like them both. I like them I right. like part two a lot for being different. I like the story. I like the idea of, you know, a spirit, you know, not at rest because it died a horrible death and the fact that the curse is contained within the trunk and that the, you know, the curse gets opened up and it's all connected to the crown. Uh, I, I feel for me, it gets a little sloppy in the third act, even though I like it. It's like, what's the end game? They shoot Vicky's body. So obviously Mary Lou has to emerge from the body since the body's dead. So how does Vicky That's come the- back? At, so how does Vicky come back at the end? Thank you. That's yeah. my no. How does it, it's just like Jesse in part two. And fucking yeah. nightmare two again. Yeah. When Freddie comes out of him, there should be no more fucking Jesse. You're dead. Yes, he came out. Exactly. Real, it's over. Same thing here. She should be a fucking torn apart corpse. That should Vicky, have been the end yes. of the movie. The end of the movie yes. should have been Vicky's dead. 
Craig gets into the car with his father, and then his father is still possessed, which is fine. Mary Lou jump bodies into the father, and then drives off the same the same ending, just no Vicky. Yep. I'm 100% with you. I don't like yeah. that. That's my problem. That and again, because the girl literally does say that. When Vicky goes up there and she's going through the trunk and this and that, and they see that she goes, oh, in 1957, she goes, she wore these things. This, these, these are the last things she wore before she died. Those words came out of her mouth. So so that's what makes zero fun. If these are the last things she wore before she died, they're fucking burned up in a fire. That, it, that I cannot excuse that fucking thing. But anyway, I'm it, not gonna it's weird. It. It's no, it's weird because I don't remember her seeing seeing her wearing the cape. I know it's the cape, the prom cape. But when she's getting the prom, she's like she she basically yells at the girl, "Just give me the damn crown or something." But then it wouldn't make sense. But then why well, would they still possess if she didn't wear it? So either way, there's no right answer to that question. It's a fucking. Yeah. They should have kept the cape out of it. They should have kept the cape out of it. The the crown was really the possessed item here was really the cursed item and you know in a fire okay she's on fire she falls to the ground the crown falls off that's fine then they store the crown away in the trunk they don't need the cape they just need the cape for the sake of uh vicky building her her dress out of it or whatever well that's a high school prop piece of shit crown people fucking died in that fire their crown would be fucking melted there's there's no crown to be had it's just if they would have taken their time thinking out some things that I have questions to that no one can answer, I, I would have liked the movie more. It'd probably go up a full point. Maybe not that much, but I mean, it, it could at least alleviate some of the my issues with the, the basic boredom I had. So between boredom in the second act and unexplained shit in, in the plot, that's what brings it down. And I do not, I'm, I, I don't hate the movie. The movie's good. I just, good is where, is where it ends for me. People, you know, I just, I don't get the, why it's elevated, like I said at the beginning of it. You know, that's, that's all, but no, it's fine. It's, 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 it's very eighties in some of the best and worst ways, but it's a time capsule and it's fun. There's, there's things about it. It's, it's eight. It's the kind of movie. If I'm going to watch one movie out of these four, if I'm having friends over, this is going to be the one because this is the most eighties and it's just, you know, it's, it's a popcorn film and I'm fine with that. It's hanging out with your buddies and, and chilling. I have a few drinks, whatever. That's what I can respect about it, but I just don't see it. I don't put it on a pedestal of a fucking a, a real horror with comedy fucking things in it and supernatural, like a reanimator or anything like that. It's yeah, not even. And, a bad and it's weird because I'll I'll defend it, but I actually think my rating compared to the top fifty slasher show, I actually think my rating for this has come down. You know, I my can't remember. I, I my my definitely came down, but I, it still sounds like it's going to be a lot higher than you guys, or at least a little bit higher. But uh, the only issue I really had was, you know, we talked about it, the, the, you know, Vicky really should be dead at the end. She shouldn't emerge. Um, the body hopping thing makes sense because she possesses sort of, uh, she possesses Vicky basically through the crown. So, and through the cape. So when uh, Bill gets the crown and crowns her to avoid her killing everyone at the prom, a la Carrie style at the end, it would make sense that she would, you know, jump into his body. And zombie Mary Lou looks really awesome too. I thought. Yeah, I agree with that. And so I, I'm really, I'm really a fan of the visuals. But you know, in the end, you know, I, I still think it's a really good film. But I, I, I agree with you. There are a few issues, but I never felt like it. Uh, I didn't feel like there was too much downtime for me. I was, I was into it enough the whole time. If anything, you could say um, maybe it's Vicky's. You know, a lot of like lethargy in her character but that's the way the character is supposed to be because you know she's she even says i didn't sleep well when craig tells her she looks she looks like shit or whatever so she's sort of nancy-esque 
in in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but it, she takes it to a point where it's like, like e- even the locker room scene where she chases and kills Monica, it's great, and obviously she's naked and she looks good, she's got nice ass, and like everything's cool, but it's like, all right, walk a little quicker, and we know you're a demon, we know you're possessed, but you know, let's pick up the <laughs> right. let's pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah, life's a joke, then you croak. <laughs> that's a good one he and i like make, that. He, he tried to make a guacamole radio but he only picked up mexican radio stations <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one yeah. <laughs> and i love the guy's computer fridge that was fucking great dude the computer, computer fridge was awesome yeah dude yeah <laughs> I, I want one of those fucking things <laughs> that's cool yeah so well, I'll tell you what. I stayed the same as I as I was when we did the the the, the top fifty slot. It didn't make my top fifty. It still wouldn't make it. it. It's a six and a half. Oh wow! I'm not that much higher. I'm a seven out of ten. I think I was seven and a half, but seven out of ten is where where I feel like this belongs. Yeah, and I went down a bit, and I'm a six out of ten, but okay. all within the same realm. It just it just didn't yeah. blow me blow me away. It, it's funny because I do look at these things, and there are movies out there that you never have like. We could say this about every film we watch, of course. Would you watch this again or would you not watch this again? And I have absolutely no problem saying I will always watch the first prom night. I absolutely have no need to watch two, three, and four ever again. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I get what you're saying and you could really just make that case about any movie you've well, seen or exactly. any movie, period. But I would love for, I guess Vinegar Syndrome would be the company if I'm thinking about it. I would love for them to just put out a little, not super expensive box set with two, three, and four, because we don't really need another one. I got the Synapse Blu-ray; it's perfect. But if they put out like a little, like they did with that Amityville recently, they put out like three shitty Amityvilles. Right. Put out Prom Night two, three, and four for like thirty-five bucks and a nice little slipcase. I'd buy it. I right. like these films enough where I would, I would actually rewatch all four. I had yeah, and, and advertise actually. it. Yeah, advertise it as uncut. Because you can get the uncover. Derek actually props to Derek B, who sent us uh, part three and four. He had the, yes. uh, you know, yes. he had them uncut. So uh, I mean, d- advertise them as uncut and have two, three, and four there. That'd be cool. Yeah. If the price was right, I might buy it. Hey, special yeah, features, because I would like, I I would be interested okay. in making a featurettes, whatever that stuff. Yes. I'd be interested in, and that would get me to watch the movie or buy the set. No question. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention one thing. I had one other note for prom night that I forgot to mention. I think it's important on this show is that the Finnish video release was cut by 14 minutes and 48 seconds in 1983. And it still got a K-18 rating. So I go, what the fuck was left in this movie? Just disco dance? It's just Marco. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they cut the disco dancing out. Maybe that's fucking the Finns. They hate disco. <laughs> they hate disco in Finland. Didn't you know? It's the devil's music. <laughs> speaking it. of that i do like their music in that movie i have the i've listened to the soundtrack i even had a fucking bootleg cd of the fucking soundtrack for years prom uh, from night, prom night. all that shit dude everything is all right no that's a good song it's a good song all the songs are fucking yeah. fate of black the song that comes in the thing at the end and um um love me till i die and fucking changes all that shit. i'm telling you what here's the funny thing they actually had real songs when they made that movie. They played fucking Gloria Gaynor. They played a Pat Benatar. They played a, another disco song, something else. And then when they were going to put it out, someone said, hey, you can't put that shit out. You, gotta, you can't do that? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been fucking epic if they had Pat Benatar in there. <laughs> yeah. so, so Zaza fucking did it in five days. He wrote Zaza. it. 
Isn't that his name? No, yeah. it is. It's just funny the oh. way you said it. But it's Zaza. Pazuzu. But yeah, Zaza put it together in fucking five days. Recorded, wrote it, fucking all that shit. And came out with that great soundtrack. And it, it does have a really good score, too. Something else about Prom Night that's overlooked. There's some memorable fucking music in that movie. There really is. I mean, I could play you the fucking the intro or any of that shit, and you'd be like, yeah, that, that's quality fucking slasher music. The one thing that it lacks is a good chase scene fucking score. When when they had that one chase scene, that would have added to that that whole scene, I think. Mm. But but anyway, that's prom night. But <laughs> but yeah. Now on to three. This will be interesting, yeah. I think. Indeed. Yes. Oh, you know what we forgot to talk about. I don't know if you guys noticed this, and I don't know why I noticed it. It's a it's a Jeremy thing. But did you notice in part two the scene where uh, Bill, the principal, and the priest buddy are talking in his office? You see the boom mic hanging no. like right in the middle of the shot. There's like two, oh, two at least two scenes. You see the boom mic. Oh, oh is there another one? Okay, yeah. that one. That one. I know that one. It was almost on the ground. I think it almost tripped Bill. It was at least two, My- possibly three. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. I usually I don't see that stuff, but this one is just like, oh, look, we got a little furry friend in this scene. Funny you should mention Boom Mike because I have my first ever Boom Mike note for this movie. Oh, really? I, 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 didn't, I didn't see it in part three. It was in the kitchen when fucking um, the girl was talking to her grandmother, whoever the hell it was, or mother, whoever she oh, was okay. with. It was right in there in the kitchen hanging. I go, look at that. It's a Boom Mike. And I, <laughs> I always hear people talking about it. Yeah. And I then, then I think I that's the second one I'm remembering because I remember it being in the kitchen as well. You want to backtrack so, a little more now? No. You fucking skunk you. Are we going to introduce <laughs> the movie or not? You, I, I'll, I'll introduce, introduce it. it. Yeah. All right. Prom Night 3. The Meet last the kiss. Oh. Prom Night 3. <laughs> Hello, Mary Lou again. The malevolent spirit of Mary Lou Maloney returns to Hamilton High, where she manipulates a naive male student into helping her wreak havoc on the school. This one's directed by Ron Oliver and Peter Simpson, and written by Ron Oliver. And I'm glad, once again, Hamilton High, they talk about 1987, they do the same thing, and they continue with, they have a villain, and they continue on, even though it's a different uh, woman playing it, but they continue on with the Mary Lou thing. I, think I, I like it too. I like the idea of, of continuing on and wrapping up the Mary Lou saga here. And uh, I like this film. But the original wrap up, really, they could, before could have been another one. I mean, it's, it's, it's Nightmare on Elm Street wrap up. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is another Nightmare on Elm Street one too. I, I feel like this wrap up because in the end, she sort of wins. Yeah, which great. I like. So I like yeah. it too. This, this one's a. This one I've actually always liked because it was on, again, the Canadian version of HBO a lot. So I like it. I don't love it. I like it. It is silly, but at least it knows it's silly going in. It's like the I, I do think they may have added some things, Dave, like you're saying some of the music, some of those announcements, I think may have been added <laughs> oh, afterwards to be, you know, yeah. waka, waka, waka. But I like the yeah. she's only a guidance counselor joke. I like that running gag. Uh, with the guidance counselor. Dude, and the kills in this. Even though this is yeah. the goofiest of the films by far, and this to me is a straight-up spoof film, like intentionally, yeah. the kills are really good. The ice cream kill is funny. Why it, fruit? Why this fruit? Is, yeah, <laughs> why fruit? I know, there are some great lines. Yeah, why enemies, fruit? Enemies. <laughs> write down enemies. I, yeah, write there's down. some good interactions <laughs> with these people. I like that. How about the other cop's face when he takes his jacket? He's like, we don't need to see yeah. it. And the other cop's yeah. like, 
Yeah. Well, I like how they, we don't need to see this. It's almost like, again, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the audience, and they yeah. cover the camera. You don't need to see this, or we don't need to see this. Dude, camera. you know what would have been funny. really funny? You know, what it might have been over the top goofy, but I really thought, like, the first time I saw this, they were going to do this. You know how when, uh, well, obviously, let's, I'll, I'll get to it, but uh, the opening sequence with Jackie Boy. Like, I just found Jack it Jack Russell, by the way. His name is Jack Russell, like the dog. Uh, no, it's, that's his middle name, Russell. His last name's Terrier. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I like the fact he said, it can't be. You're dead. Not the fact that a fucking magical jukebox appeared in the middle of the boiler room. He's just yeah. like, you can't be. You're dead. He keeps his booze in the mop bucket. That's disgusting. <laughs> I promise Paul you. When I was... And, and, and uh, that's a Canadian joke. They did the same thing in fucking uh, uh, my, uh, Black Christmas when she kept her thing in the toilet water. In the yes, bucket, you know? gross. It's so nasty. Oh, it's covered. <laughs> <laughs> This one for I, me is like the climax. <laughs> this one for me is like it gets messy at the climax part. Like Master P. Sorry. <laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> Gotta let them get this stuff out, everybody. <laughs> okay, sorry, C. <laughs> no, it's fine. I do it all the time. I gotta somehow put up with it for you. Can't be. You're dead. <laughs> I haven't heard that in 30 years. <laughs> Jack Russell. I like that. I, again, <laughs> setup is good. The kills are over the top. Like, they're goofy-ass kills. But what other movie are you going to see two ice cream cones stabbed into a guy's hand and then him stuffed with fruit? I mean, it, and they know it. They're playing along with it. This was scripted the way, and, and it's not like an afterthought. I'd say that some of the music choices and maybe some of those announcements were afterthoughts. But oh, this dude, is where that, that that's perfect for this type of film. That's perfect. You know, the, yeah. the chess, the chess uh, competition's been canceled. All chess team members report to the library to play with themselves. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> this is the one where I think the first two acts are fine, and it gets a little messy. The climax is just like with all the zombies. I still like it. I still like it, but it's just a little. I'm it's almost you. a little too much. Like the, the jukebox chasing, sh- shooting CDs out, and uh, yeah, <laughs> or, or records. I guess they are. That, uh, I guess they're supposed were, to be records, yeah. but they, they I think they were CDs, actually. <laughs> I'm with you there, too. Yeah. I'm, See, I'm, I'm lying I, up. With... I, it's weird. I like the third act probably the best because it gets darker, and I, I don't want to say more serious because those scenes are somewhat goofy still, but it, it's a much more serious tone than the first two acts. And I think the, it's ridiculous. And, and, the, serious. And, the, and the end of this film is by far the darkest of any of well, them. Well, yeah, they're trapped Great, in... That saved it. That brought it up because... Yeah. I will tell you this. My memory of this movie, and the first time I ever saw it was Year of the Slasher. I never watched it before. And I gave it a 5.5. I did not like it. And my recollection of it was this was so fucking silly, stupid with comedy that I never wanted to watch it again. I had it lumped in with, like, Pet Cemetery 2 and fucking Return of the Living Dead 2 and Chud 2. Which I fucking, those are the three fucking part twos. Would that be Bud the Chud? Bud the Chud. I never want to see those three movies again. I fucking think they're ridiculous with the comedy and they're just piss fucking poor. So my recollection of this movie after just that one time seeing it was that this was just goofball fucking beginning to end. And as I'm watching this movie, it really it is. isn't. It kind of is. I don't but think in a good way. In a good way. Movies, it doesn't, I don't know. It wasn't like really schlocky. Mary Lou is like sexy. Like they 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 do everything that they're doing in part two, but I think they do it better here. I really do. Sorry, Dave, if I cut you off. There. I, I, I no, you didn't I, cut me off. Okay, at all. there's just something about it. Maybe because two can't seem to get the 
the balance of comedy, right? It's 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 more campy. I think that's where where that falls. Whereas this one is comedy, and I feel like they they might not get the balance right to appease to the horror fans, but they get enough of it right to make it enjoyable. To the make comedy, it enjoyable. the comedy is all waka waka for me. I still enjoy it, but I, I can't it's see anything wow. serious. I think it's, it's so far out. I think it's really? so far out and goofy. Freddy Four and Onward is much more goofy than this. Oh, see, I don't think so. I think this no, is way more goofy. Yeah, but I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it because I like the comedy. The comedy lands for me. I I'm get a, it. I'm I like that. I, I like the fact that Alex is like, you gotta stop killing, please. What kind of relationship is this? You kill them and I bury the bodies? And I like yeah, it. This I is like not comedy. That, that's more like fucking. There's a difference between humor and comedy. I, I say it all the time. This is humor. Comedy is fucking making it. That's waka waka. Clever fucking humor lines is one thing. Waka waka is the fucking doing those those you know the things they drop in the musical choices and, and the announcements on the speakers. Some of them and maybe the one thing with the football, the way it kills them and it just. But when it comes down to it, Fantastic. it's fucking they they do good kills. It's like yeah. the, the kills. Yes, no, the they're kills using something the kills a little silly. Good. It isn't like watching Freddy. She's not fucking looking at the camera and saying, you know, ridiculous here. How about an ice cream cone, Luke? <laughs> it just, it no, just but, like but you're getting, you know, top. they're having the sex scene. Ooh, the doctor is in. You know, the, you're you're still getting these one-liners. But she's sexual. That's different. It's, yeah, it's, I don't it's, it's still there. It's still the one-liners. But I like it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I know you're not. I'm just it. saying. I'm not. I, I. I'm not knocking either. I'm just trying to put out the difference between humor and fucking the, the over fact the top. That she doesn't, comedy. The fact that she doesn't say, "Here's an ice cream cone," does not make that scene any less ridiculous. But I still love it. The fact that the she's like, "What's going on here, young lady? You're in a lot of trouble for opening up an ice cream shop in the back of my science." Like it's, very it's true. so yeah. ridiculous, it's... but I love it. I love it though. But it's like you don't even need the ice cream cone comment because it's just. It's, but I love. But that. that's like teen screwball type humor. That isn't <laughs> yes. like fucking. Okay, that's not what you see in in, in Bud the Chud and Nightmare on Elm Street fucking form plus and the. That's that's taking it to fucking like levels of like Airplane and the Naked Gun. You understand what the difference in what I'm saying between the humor and the comedy? One's fucking. You're not gonna see a fuck. It's like seeing that baby run around and fucking um, dead alive. That zombie baby kid fucking. It, it, there's dead alive comedy and there's comedy like fucking Shaun of the Dead. It's different fucking type of comedy. It's trauma comedy versus fucking witty dialogue. You, you get what I'm saying? I, that's just Dude, I this. To, this to me felt trauma esque and. Really? Wow. Yeah, but in a good way. Again. Well, that's it's, fine. I yeah. just maybe I'm getting soft. Maybe maybe it's no, it's, no. It's it's or, fine. Like all the things like this. you think. You don't maybe like, I, I like. was imagining it. Maybe because of what I was imagining it being yeah. like a pet cemetery too, and a return to living dead too. Just maybe because I was thinking it was gonna be all schlock. That when I actually watched it, it wasn't to the extreme that that I recalled it being. So maybe it's just my personal experience, but. It, Either way. And that Miss Richards kill might be the best kill in the whole franchise. The battery asses, that's nasty, man. Oh, it's, yeah, it's uh, great. That's a, that's a good kill. Yeah. It was like a fuck trap. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, it's battery asses. <laughs> you know? I, and I always liked that main guy. I thought that main guy was pretty witty. He never really hit it big. He was on a, a show. It came out roughly the same time frame as Friends. And Friends skyrocketed. And this show didn't. And it had him and Paul Rudd. And it was called Wild Oats. 
and really? it came out, and it was it was kind of a uh, kind of a not raunchy comedy, but like you know when you watch the first season of Friends, it was actually a little bit more hard hitting than when it got a little softer over the years. It was a little bit more risque. Same with like the yeah. same the same if you watch the first season of Modern Family, it's much different than what it evolved into. The first season of Modern Family, I thought was a little had a little bit of edge to it, and then it, it kind of softened out. Really. Uh, I thought it did anyway. Uh, comparatively, I never to saw it, it but into. I want to see it if it's raunchy now. I want to watch the first season of yeah. of Friends or Modern Family. Modern Family, not, not raunchy, just edgier than what it became. Edgier. Yeah, Difference. well, you know, it, gets uh, its, it, it found that, its footing, and then it sort of like plays safe to its twenty million viewers. I after prefer a while. the, and then that's it. And I prefer the edgier. So like, Wild Oats came out, and maybe it was a bad comedy because I'm going back to 1994 range, but it came out and it. I had six episodes and it died. I didn't even know Paul Rudd was the other star. I had to look it up. And then, and friends took yeah, off. I don't and, remember. And look, Paul Rudd really didn't go on to do much after that. Halloween <laughs> six. It's the only thing just, I've just, ever just, seen. <laughs> just became a fucking Ant-Man. Or That's something. the only thing you've ever seen with Paul Rudd in it. Uh-huh. Oh, the guy's like a superstar. Paul Rudd, no, the, what, what, Paul Rudd else, is the I, biggest I, star from probably the Halloween franchise. I mean, else, what I, for sure. Besides Ant-Man. I own Ant-Man. I just never got around to it yet. But what else I've actually I, never seen well, Ant-Man. But, because he's in Ant-Man. He's Tom's? also in Ant-Man, two Ant-Mans, which then I think equates to like three uh, Avengers movies as well now. And that, and then, of course, like he had all his rom-coms. Yeah, like 40-Year-Old yeah, Virgin. Yeah. Oh, I was. I saw 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah. He was in it? Yeah. yeah. He's the guy he like the the, you know how I know you're not gay or I'm not oh, gay. That's him? Or, that, wow, okay. However that joke goes, <laughs> I gotta go you back. Know how and I watch know it. you're gay. <laughs> you're like gargling balls. <laughs> it's like the test part four. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Okay, check it out. Did you guys used to read the TV guide by any chance? Of course. Okay. Did you guys used to read and get excited for when the fucking fall TV preview episode uh, edition came out and they would show all the new. <laughs> Shows that were coming out, like I could see, like Wild Oats being one of the shows. In the... you remember how they used to? Did you guys used to read that, or was it just me? This no. was Christian in 1994. Yes, Wild Oats is finally here. I'm Friends, gonna sew. That'll never make it. Friends, this sounds shit. That'll never make it. Wild yeah. Oats. I see 15 Friends. seasons. I can't wait to sew my Wild. Oats. If I had to put, <laughs> if I was a betting man, I would have put the money on Wild Oats. I would have lost. <laughs> I didn't say. Wow. But I used to get so excited reading that edition, and it would show all the fucking new shows that were coming in syndication. And it, oh man, it, it, it oh. doesn't feel like it was that long ago. I mean, even no, I remember it got that. Till just now. Yeah, it used to be I, so exciting. See, kids nowadays know, never know that rush. I want to know if you can find that show. If anybody, I even check YouTube. Maybe it's on YouTube. Maybe it popped up. Like, oh hey guys, it's Christian. I'm going to interrupt the show. Yeah, yeah. Wild Oats is on YouTube, but there's a couple of episodes, and holy crap, is it horrible. There's got to be a I'm graveyard. Sure, I'm sure Jason Smith owns it. Wild Oats? Yeah, he owns everything. He buys everything. I think loves he's got a tattoo everything. of it like, on his arm. So, in fact, good thing you brought it up. Oats would be like, why did nobody bring up Wild Oats while talking about the yeah. last game? It's a fucking masterpiece. You didn't talk about the Raid 1 or 2. You didn't talk about Wild Oats. I don't care about fucking Raid. Can of fucking Raid. You know what? I thought about that because the Apostle director has done some great movies, but uh, we talk about the movies. And we have brought up other movies before. Just that one was like we had to get down to business. It was four or four movies, three movies, but big fucking movies. Yeah, here we were able to talk about Wild Oats a little more. (laughs) I want to find Wild Oats. 
<laughs> I want to find the TV Guide edition that has the preview and Wild Oats being in it. Wild Oats! Although, might be Canadian TV Guide, though, so it's hard to say. I like Sarah, too, in this. I really like her. I, I feel like she's the girl I'd want to be with out of anyone in the Prom Night franchise. You see, there's... I thought, and the acting is good <laughs> considering it's campy, like it's over the top. Like, I think she did a great job. She oh, did. She's so she, pretty. Yeah, oh. she's so pretty. And yeah, she's she's playing her character very seriously. It feels like Alex is trapped in sort of this comedy movie because yeah. he's the one, you know, dealing with Mary Lou and yeah. everything. He's the one, you know, those those announcements are funny. You know, Mrs. Melanoma is returning to her job at the toxic dump. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> I don't get How mad. About the I... world needs ditch diggers too. Did yeah. you hear when she yeah. said that? that yeah. That's funny. Fucking... I don't get mad. I bake. <laughs> yeah, I bake. She does it, bake. Yeah, it's funny. It's not great A material by any means, but it's definitely funnier than a lot of the horror comedies that have come out and that, that you're subjected to, like you mentioned, but the chud and, and, and whatever. And I, I actually think that this works better overall maybe it's not a sexual awakening theme that part two has but i think it's a better enjoyment factor to this movie and it's funny i was talking with heather and heather said this is the one that she would never have to watch again out of all the ones in the series she would never have to see part three again she thought i think she thinks it was terrible but i actually think there's more enjoyment here than from an enjoyment level than part two maybe again freddy krueger freddy krueger nails here coming out you know very pretty, yeah. in, indeed. Uh, the parents' voices when he calls home after he f- falls asleep in the uh, house. I thought it would have been funny if when he returned home, the parents actually talked in those voices. <laughs> I actually thought that was going to be what was going to happen. Like, he's going to go out and they were going to be like, no, 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 no. Like, that was going to be their actual voice. Oh, could you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> that? That is the stuff that probably Dave, you didn't like, but I thought it was funny that Charlie Brown voices on the phone are... Or whatever. But then, when you meet his parents, I thought they did a good job again because they meet the dad nice when they think he's done well at school. They get him the bike and they're like, oh, uh, yes, that's how I know it was a Canadian movie. Because when they looked at the fucking piece of paper, he came home and it said honor roll. It was spelled H-O-N-O-U-R. So as soon as I saw that, I go, uh, oh, this is a Canadian movie. Honor. N- yeah, know? not not known for their spelling. Oh, fuck. that's the proper. <laughs> that's the Queen's English, you fucking scumbags. Just like color, it would be fine if it was pronounced that way. Canada has a queen. Yeah, I have a no queen idea. What the fuck they, have. <laughs> they have a prime minister, I think. Right? The killer hornet. We're just fucking sending them down to you guys. <laughs> the brown hornet. <laughs> the brown. <laughs> Don't send him down. You know who that is, right? Ghost Dan. <laughs> the brown hornet. <laughs> Wow. Oh, yeah, no, I thought, I mean, I enjoy it. I like Alex. He becomes the star ball player. He becomes number one on the honor roll. It's ridiculous. It's funny. You know, you, you, the little bit of seriousness, yeah. seriousness in this film is Sarah aware of what's going on. Mrs. Richards aware of what's going on. They're all trying to sort of stop it. But everyone else is sort of like caught up in this world. And it definitely sh- uh, shades of the gay undertones with, with Shane. Shane is clearly vying for Alex's love and affection, wants to take a... In fact, the father, when he gives I him the bike... I can buy that, yeah. The father, when he gives him the bike, he's like, this should be good for you and Shane to take your cross-country trip. What, they're going to sit on each other's backs on a bike <laughs> cross-country? <laughs> <laughs> he says that to him. Like, it's like I'm, he's going to buy a sidecar like, for Yeah, well... <laughs> and yeah. when he gets his heart taken out and... I do like the green yeah. screen effect later where it's just a big hole. Oh, that's, a, that's so bad, but in a funny <laughs> way. Like, yeah, yeah I like the, the the newsreel. Yeah, <laughs> no, 
Uh, I was okay with that shit. Yeah, the phantasm <laughs> football kill. I'm talking about it in such a feeling like I'm talking about it in such a high regard. I do not love this movie. I just think it's enjoyable, but my enjoyment level is a little strained at the end, where it's like the, oh. the twitchy zombies and the in the climax and whatever. Yes. So like, don't Talk get me wrong. I, I I I'll keep it in check. It just where I I feel like I fall out in part two. This kept me on board through most of the movie and then falls apart for me at the end. Whereas part two like got me yep. back into the back into the enjoyment level. So my ratings are actually fairly even for these series, especially since we don't do quarter ratings anymore. It's still just more, I guess, more my bag of of, of film. The 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 jokes hit for the most part, even why the groaners. Was, why was Shane lounging around in karate gi? I yeah. don't know what that was all about. He was in there. <laughs> I thought they were going to turn it into Nightmare Four. And they... I, right, right. <laughs> He's Maybe just that's like why. chilling out. Yeah, I, I don't so, get that either. But they yeah, do things know. like like it, the. The parents coming home after he gets his heart torn out, and they see what's his face running away from the house, and then they go in <laughs> and they scream. Like it's funny because it, it does it does have a little bit of seriousness to it, but then with these goofy these goofy uh, moments throughout. And so, then Alex becomes Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. He starts reading about the demon. He starts taking those pills, the stay ups. Yeah, you're right. He's yeah. drinking. So, he's drinking so, sodas and and and, uh, and trying to stay up all night. Doesn't want to fall asleep. Doesn't he, he actually say the line was, They do the whole like <laughs> trial thing. Does it say I can't keep up with you? Doesn't he have like a line like that, like with her, with all the killings that she's doing, and he's like, ah, like he's getting exasperated because he's getting. Yeah, like... he's, he's exhausted. <laughs> he's like, this isn't a relationship. You kill them, I bury the bodies. And Len and Leonard to Sarah. Leonard, Leonard's very funny in this. Leonard has his, you know, his dance scene with her. It's very, you know, he's like, he's like Jamie Lee in Part One. He's awesome. And then he's like, I don't think Alex did the killings. He wouldn't be stupid enough to bury the bodies on the football field. <laughs> And the one, the one thing he did do. Exactly that. And uh, another thing, when Leonard, when they show Leonard in the dream world, then he's all zombie-esque. You know who he looked like to me? And this was what reminded me of trauma. He looks like a, with that, with that red line across his face, he looks like Sergeant Kabuki Man or something. <laughs> this is like Ridiculous. Sergeant Bukaki Man. <laughs> that was your Ridiculous. high school hero. He actually looked like the nerd in uh, Class of Newcomb High. Actually, when he goes all drinks the water and starts. Yes, you're right. Yes. That's where. He, that's what he reminded me of. Actually, haven't seen that in years. What a position to be in, man. He's he's got Sarah on one side and Mary Lou on the other, and they're both freaking gorgeous. Yeah. I, I think I would very do attractive. I, I would do Sarah. it. I would bury the bodies if that's what it took to have both of those. If I was, I, I would be okay with it. I probably would have yes. buried those bodies too. I mean, he was he was just getting sex and hand jobs and just left and right. I would be buried. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. and I and I would take a midsummer for them if I had to. Yeah, put me in the bear. No, no. <laughs> what, what I'm saying mean? is to, uh, what I said on the last show, and I'm not going to say it in front of Christian, but if but if it were, if it was proposed to me by them saying if you want to sleep with me, you have to, you know, oh, you have to, uh, a meat pie and a drink. Why are you not going to sit in front of me? Oh, you said. Oh my God, yeah. But doing a midsummer—that's bad. That if I if a woman is in that high of a regard, if I think she's that attractive and that that was the proposition, you can have me do what you want with me, but you got to do this for for me first. And the hot, sweating midsummer heat, eating a fucking warm meat pie with. Yeah, but look what happens at the end of it. Look what you these these two. My God, I'm okay. That's all I can say. Sarah wasn't requiring. I'll I'll eat Sarah's cookies. Yeah, I'll eat Sarah's cookies. You could have Mary Lou's meat pie. 
Now, was she a better cook in this movie? <laughs> oh, shit. Awesome. Was she a better cook? Uh, was she a better cook in this movie or Pin? Remember, remember she cooked in Pin? <laughs> she had the big meal. They had a big deal about it. I love her, man. She's. I, I love her, too. She's so pretty. She she's, really she's, is. She's just yeah. like she's, she's relatable. She's, yeah, she's girlfriend material. Yes, she is. Even if even if it's you know the way she started off in pin, but either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> pin. Do you guys think that car was Christine that was in the climax of this movie and they're driving around in that car? We think that was supposed to be Christine. And is that a '57 car? I think we talked about this when we talked about Christine, but it would make sense. 1957. You know, Hamilton High. Oh, maybe they maybe that was like a little Easter egg or, or yeah, homage. But I never even thought of it. That's that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think it may be. I, I don't know for sure. You silly bitch! I'm the other woman. That part was good. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly, I don't have any. I don't think I have any uh, any real notes. Honestly, just that and and this was this is what made it for me because I wrote wow surprise comma but question mark. Because when something happened at the end, I was like, that's a surprise, but is it going to stand because it never fucking does? And then it did, and then what an ending! Exclamation point. Like that the, brought the movie up from my old rating to my new one. Like just being stuck it, in like in hell or in limbo or whatever it is? Wow. Fucking like, awesome. Well, yeah. she, jumped, she jumps through the floor to, you know, to go rescue Alex, and, you know, they think when they drive the car, they get out, but they didn't. They're still trapped yeah. in that world, and then when Sarah gets killed, and Alex is just trapped at the uh, the 50s diner, it's dark. Yeah. It's like, oh. fuck. And then that rap song kicks on. <gasps> Maestro <laughs> Fresh West! Holy fuck! I'm watching the movie, and in the middle of the movie, that song comes on. It does. And do you know, Christian, do you know who Maestro Fresh West Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Canadian rapper. He is not only a Canadian rapper, he is the first Canadian black man to fucking get up, to have a fucking platinum album. He's the first Canadian black man? I'm sure there's got to be a Canadian (laughs) black man before him. Dude, Maestro Fresh West. I used to love him when I was young. And this fucking song came on, and I never heard that song from Maestro. I'm like, that sounds just like Maestro Fresh West. So I looked it up, and sure enough, but this song only appears on the soundtrack here. It's on any of his albums or any like singles, nothing. I, cause I looked up the title at the end. Did I you buy the LP? I, uh, I thought about Did it. Did you buy Mike Merriman's new album, Maestro Fresh Cuts? <laughs> <laughs> I got a funny fucking story about Maestro Fresh West, by the way. <laughs> I like that you keep saying it's funny. The full, I know. <laughs> Maestro Fresh West opened for Public Enemy. In 1991, I drove to fucking Toronto. I stayed out all night long, yeah, took my dad's the, car. a public enema? <laughs> it was a school night. I completely disobeyed my parents to go see Public Enemy at the town ballroom or, or the showplace, someplace in fucking downtown Toronto, just to go see Public Enemy Fear of a Black Planet tour. And I fucking drove down there and saw him, and Maestro Fresh West opened for him. And I was already a fan of Maestro Fresh West. I had his first cassette tape, which came out in like 89 or something like that, Symphony in Effect. So now, and I think I had him because I'm where I live. I, I don't think that his, his stuff was available all over the country. I, I'm you know, pretty I, sure he didn't break through to like... Like mainstream USA, you're probably right. Like, but town. I was a big fan. Yeah. He's a great rapper. So now, here's a funny story. I was going to, I, I wanted to go see, and there was going to be a concert. And the artist at this show was a summertime fucking show, and it was going to be Cool Modi, Ice T, and Maestro Fresh West. That was the fucking lineup for that show. So I have my father call to get tickets. They're playing someplace in Toronto. 
You know, I forgot where. So I had my father call to fucking ask to buy these tickets for this show. He calls up the place. He's inquiring about the tickets. <laughs> what did he call him? What did he call him? And then all of a sudden he says, he goes, so, so what's the show? What's the date? I heard him say this and this. And then all of a sudden my father, he's talking to him for like a minute. Then all of a sudden my father goes, I'm sorry, sir. I don't speak French. <laughs> Here's the funny part. Because of what the guy said to him, the name of the artist, he thought he was speaking French to him. <laughs> the concert, he goes, Kumo de Ice-T, Maestro Fresh West. I'm sorry, sir. I don't speak French. Holy shit. I that thought for sure hilarious. that story was going. I knew it was going somewhere like that. I thought it was going to go the other way where your dad was going to call him something like completely wrong. No, of course not. But we joked about that for years because then That's we were right funny. there. And he says, Kumo D, Ice D, Maestro Fresh. <laughs> he said the way he said he thought he was speaking French. Anyway, oh Maestro was fun. Great. And this movie did come up a little bit for me. If anybody if anybody has anything else, I don't know. But uh, What's that? Like the peace sign. That's not a peace sign. The principal. Oh, remember? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That was oh, funny. Yeah, and that finger that's... slice is great. Yeah, Dude, that's uh, what a start. That was good shit. Yes, cut that finger. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I I came up a little bit. I came up slightly. I, I was at a five point five. I am now at a six. I'm right there with you, Dave. I I, I haven't evenly with part two, a six. I don't see any real difference in, in, in quality or anything, in my opinion. They're both kind of a good continuation of that same sort of structure, story. Both both have the same amount of entertainment level. I just prefer the first two acts of this one, and I prefer act one and three of, of the second. Six out of ten. Interesting. I think I enjoy some of these characters better than part two's characters, but I enjoy the story of part two better. But with that said, I think it's a good wrap up for Mary Lou because she sort of wins in the end and she gets Alex in in hell for eternity. So that's why it's a good wrap up for me. It's dark and uh, six out of ten also. Nice. We align. Six, six, six. The number of the queen. (laughs) You gotta win in the end. Anybody know what movie? Win in the end. You gotta win in the end. No? Is that over the top? No. Boogie Nights? Feels like a chip. No. Natural Born Killers? Karate Kid, man. It's when he's fighting in the tournament. I knew. I should have stuck along the lines of over uh, the top. I thought that was that other one. The best around. Yeah, the best around. That comes after, but win in the end was first. The best part of that is... Fight till you drop, never stop. You can't give up until you reach the top. You're the best around. Listen to that sound. <sighs> Let's get to the main event here, which is obviously Prom Night 4. No, the main event is for the listeners to go back to either the Green Room episode or the Sleepaway Camp episode and decide whether Dave drops more F-bombs in that episode or whether he says, cool, fresh, D more in this episode, uh, whatever. Maestro Fresh West. Maestro, Maestro Fresh West. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. When in the end is not fucking, it's not Karate Kid, it's Teen Wolf. It's when they're playing basketball. Uh, that makes sense since yeah. I had Sorry. no idea what song you were talking about. <laughs> I still wouldn't yes. have gotten it, but I do love Teen Wolf. It was Teen Wolf. My bad. Sorry. Uh, Maestro doing? Fresh West. Prom, yes. night, four. <laughs> Deliver us um, from I evil. Here we go. Uh, Deliver us from evil. Prom Night 4. Deliver us from this movie. Four students ditch their high school prom <laughs> for a party at a summer home. 
This should be summer home for. <laughs> Unaware that a psychotic priest is on the loose determined to punish sinners. Yes. Oh, my God. Megan. Oh, my God. There's some yeah. women in this as well. And and the women get cute guys, I guess, too. So everybody wins in the end. And Dude, so, every, all four of them are so attractive. Four are very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. You're right, Bree. You're right. The priest is yeah, not. Four. Look. Dude. They, they do a very poor job of aging these people 34 years. Oh, Father Jaeger yeah. should have been 90 years old when he passed away. And jo- Father Jonas. They should have used I mean, a different actor. What the fuck? Why did yeah. they use the same actor? Is it, is it just because he's possessed by the devil and he doesn't age? Because when he shaves his beard off, he looks younger than he did 34 years ago. I'm like, what was he, negative 15 in the opening? And, and he's in like that Steven Seagal, like fucking uh, like ponytail like for the whole movie. Hey, listen, he's the worst actor in the film, the the priest, in my opinion. He's, is he passable? Sure. He delivers the corniest lines, and he's okay, I guess, in the big picture. But he's definitely the weakest actor in this movie. I think the darker tone, I think the serious tone is a welcome return. It has nothing to do with really anything else. And they steal the footage, I think, or it looks like they've stole some footage from the other movies to make the prom opening. I kind of like that. They sneak out, they go have sex in the car, and they're punished. That's a good kill sequence. I think it's actually well well crafted. The story gets a little... The floppy and weird when it's when good gore. It's good gore in that opening kill. Really, it's the best gore of the franchise right there in that opening kill. And even when when this Ooh. film progresses at the end, you know, the you know them the uh, Laura and Jeff getting killed and being crucified and burned yeah. and set on fire. It's darker toned. That crucifixion my issue scene with, is the best. My issue is you got an opportunity with a crazy priest here. Bring it back to bring it. It doesn't have to be Hamilton High. That story could be done. Fine. They they brought it in with, with the boys going to Hamilton High. These girls go to a a private Catholic school. Set it. Bring it. Bring it back to the Catholic school and have you know more Catholic school girls. Break into the school slaughtered. instead of the house or something. I I yeah. I kind of get just, that. Like it felt like they already had the location. Why not? They, it, it's almost like the budget didn't have to. It, yeah. it's, this would I think the prom factor was maybe a budget thing. And that's why they didn't go back to a, a prom and they kind of skipped it and they ditched it to go to the house. But they still had a location. They could have easily yeah. moved it to that school. You're right. Even even if you keep it at the house, which, which I don't hate, you need another couple or two so you have more kills. Yeah. Again, there's a little yeah. bit of downtime of oh, the, once there's... they get to the house. There's a lot of downtime. But I, I enjoyed this problem. a lot more this time around than I did the first time. I'm like, you know what? This really isn't that bad of a film. I must have just been slashered out at this point. But it's... These... Yeah, the opening in the last twenty minutes are great, and I yeah, will say, agree. I will say that the the middle portion is not bad, but it's a little, it's it's slow. It's, it's not a little, a little slow. Little, it's dude, slow. It, it, yeah. it's like watching yes. a uh, it's like watching yes. a wine documentary. <laughs> How many trips to the fucking wine <laughs> cellar are we gonna take? It? Lovingly, lovingly, the cast is decent enough, and they they are, are at least not annoyingly or obnoxiously bad. They're likable, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got good intentions, even like the like no one seems to be an asshole. And even when they prank one another, it's not it's not like assholey level. It seems to be somewhat still respectable. You, you still kind of care about these guys. It's just it takes a little long to get where it's going. It, like how the brother decides to to, to tag along. They could have just introduced another couple, like Brandon said, and had yeah, two extra kills out of the gate. I'm glad he got choked to death. He yeah, deserves that fucking perv. Making videos. So I have, I've got the DVD, not the one that, uh, so again, thank you, Derek. He sent us the uncut version. So then I watched what was the R-rated DVD 
I didn't see any difference. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't go side-by-side -side comparison, but I watched the uncut one, like, first, and then I said, I'm just going to check my DVD out quick and watch the gore scenes again and see what was trimmed. I couldn't think, see anything that was trimmed. Everything seemed to play out the same way. Meg Megan's bush was trimmed in the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome nice but look this is not the second coming i'm a little bit more realistic now based on the fact that i think i was just in a slump and like again the total opposite of brandon you expected uh, shit i expected shit because of how much people right. shit in this but i actually remember what renting this and thinking that wasn't that bad way back when not bad, not great, but not bad. So then when hearing people shit on, I'm like, maybe I'm just remembering it incorrectly. And I watched it for the slasher show and said like, no, I like this. No, it's 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 not bad. It's got good character development. The the religious tones of it are, are dark. I mean, the 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 church being involved with it is dark. When that the cardinal comes in and he's like, you know, he sees Father Colin dead and he sees that he left a note saying that he tried to uh, to wake him up and help him. He calls him an idiot and he says, you know, take him to his room and make it look like he hung himself. I'm like, fuck, this is this is dark. Like, yeah. this is surreal. I'm like, OK, this is taking a much more serious tone than the last one. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Uh, I, I just for, forget even bringing it back to a prom setting. Uh, they just needed a few more people for, for for added kills, but I did like all four of these characters. I didn't want any of them to die. And isn't it weird that the problems in winter? That was weird. I think they probably that was a shooting yeah, schedule well, thing, Canada. and they didn't even they didn't even talk about it. Yeah, that's bullshit. We it's unless you're in the Northwest fucking territory. I know. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm in Buffalo. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. But, but <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I, I would never say that it would never happen in a hundred years. Snow in June. It could or, happen. Or That's May, if it was maybe it took place in, maybe they had the prom a little early and it was May. It could happen. It's not very likely. Hey, they're calling because... for snow in Calgary this weekend. Labor hey, Day the weekend. proms do happen in May here sometimes, the so, end of May. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's happened. We've had snow. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yes. Oh, shit. Listen, but no, listen, time. I never heard anything about this movie. Dave, I never heard. You... Huh? Oh, no, I was, I was going to ask you something, but go ahead. I didn't know. I'm saying I, I never heard anything about this movie. I said I didn't even watch it when we did Year of the Slasher because I'm like, problem might four, come on, after two. And then I saw three. I said, I, I, there's no need for me to fucking carry on. There's no way. So, <laughs> no, I never heard anybody talk shit about it. But then again, that's what I'm saying. I just assumed it was going to be a complete shitball. So when Christian said he liked it, then I went back and I watched it. I go, yes, this it's more slashery than the other ones I've watched recently. And it has this stuff and... The thing is this, I agree, I've never been on point every fucking movie like I have with Christian tonight. Everything he said, the beginning, the stuff with the priest and all that, what's going on there, and the last 20 minutes are all solid, and the middle moves too slow. I will say this, I think you could take out maybe 5 to 10 minutes of the stuff with the priests. It might have it might have been a little bit long-winded where they could have got their point out without every little fucking beat, and then added two more characters and have six people go up to the fucking thing yeah. and let's dispatch them with fucking good gory kills. And that's it. And then you have a movie that is a damn quality slasher. I agree with that. This is not that I enjoy it again. It's good. It's okay. It's like, like I said, I'll get to the end, but like part two, I just don't understand somebody watching part two and part three and part four and saying that part two is fucking a much better movie. I just, I just don't see it. I, I think they're all kind of in the same area. 
And this you know? wouldn't this wouldn't make my slasher list now. It, it, again, if I went back, Doctor Giggles should have made it in, and this shouldn't have actually even been at number forty six. I like Doctor Giggles. I've always said I have. So it should have made it in. I would love in. to put a giant band aid over your mouth. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I really think they should sell those. I really want a giant. Band-aid. And I would love to stick a giant safety pin right through the <laughs> your chin and just up to the top of your. I'd love to fucking put your head right here. <laughs> But Z had a cameo in this film. Really? When? Weren't you that truck driver? Because I'm gonna get me some pussy. Kitty, 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 <laughs> kitty, 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 kitty. I was like, that's Dave Z. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was because he wanted pussy or because he talked about kitties. Yeah, he did, yeah, both in the same sentence. Like pussy and kitties. This is Dave Z. Motherfucker. Kitty, 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 kitty. Hey, how about, of- how about I can't believe we finished twelve years of high school. That was a funny line. Did you realize? <laughs> like, I... oh, that's what he said. Yeah, I can't believe we finished funny. twelve years of high school. Probably felt like twelve years. And here's the <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis was a good callback. Yeah, yeah, like yeah just, that was uh, cool. It's oh, kind of, and, they're trying yeah. to they're trying to connect it. The fact that they had the the, the Brock Brock being all four movies was a good touch. The yeah. fact that they put the wedge the line in, it's not who you come with, it's who you take. Job. Like they, they did enough to carry it through and have the foresight to actually say, okay, we're going to have little nods, Hamilton high, this, that, and the other thing. Like, I mean, there's always a connection. So you got, I got to give them credit for that. This yeah, is definitely I like the, uh, the house being the former monastery from the beginning of the film. was yeah, really that's cool. cool. That's, and how that about was, 1957? Cool. How yeah. about this in, 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 in the world that fucking prom night has built the same night that Mary Lou burned down the fucking school and died. This other incident happened in the parking lot with the fucking couple and the priest kills someone. That That's kind of cool. It's yeah. the that same night. Cool. That is cool. Yeah. I, I do like that. Because it's just a bad take... night all around for yeah. that area and ni- at that night. Yeah. yeah it's and cool. it's cool how they deviate the story, but still keep it set in the same world because they're obviously not going to bring back Mary Lou. So they, they kind of, right. They but curve they, it a little. They definitely needed a different actor. I don't know not what. So the only thing I could think of is the is the 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 demon spirit being in him and not aging him because he looks identical. That's, yeah, it that's was, it was such thought, a like, weird thing. Like, but they did the same thing with the other priest because it's 1957 and he looks like he's in his 60s then, and then it's 1990, 33 years later, and he looks exactly the same. And he's telling Father Colin, "It's it's your responsibility now because I'm dying." He should be like 150 in that. <laughs> <laughs> so they they just they were a little off in the aging process. Low budget, but, man. But Father Jonas, I, I'll go with you on that one, Christian. I think it, it has to be because the devil's in him at this point, yeah. because he becomes supernatural. He becomes supernatural. I don't know why they shave him. Why he did that guy? Doesn't he, he shave himself? everything up? No, he is. He's comatose. He's not shaving anybody. The guy shaves him. The fucking dumbass priest that causes him to fucking escape yeah. because. Because he fucking shaves him and doesn't give him his medicine. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know if he woke up and then killed him and him then shaved him. I, I, yeah, I forgot. I didn't. Re- I couldn't. Re- hey, I he fucking remember. shaved him. Well, well he should have left the beard on. Then he would have looked older. He had that long ass beard. Imagine how cool that would have looked. That fucking long ass beard killer it looked like some Amish guy running around killing people. It would look like Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie movies. Right. I like that. Look. <laughs> it's true to life. It's how- Die. That's Hamish. <laughs> That's Hamish Myers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why did he why, shave him? What they no had him with the stupid ponytail? Yeah, have him with a big ass beard, and yeah. just have him kill. And then, uh, that would have fixed the whole aging <laughs> thing too. At least he had a beard. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He would have had a beard and long hair. He would have looked a, a much different than he did in the beginning of the movie. That's for sure. But they love they they gave oh. a couple of hero shots like right out of action movies, two explosions. 
Oh with God! Like, like him with the car exploding and him just walking away. Hero, hero shot, and, and then at the end, and her at the, the end, Megan. Hero. Yeah, with Megan like Alex being Hero. blown away. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they did a good job nice. there. And I like. I, it is a. It, it's a very bizarre ending. It's a t- typical slasher ending. But I'm glad they didn't take it one step further. They just had him open his eyes and her open her eyes, almost like they're connected somehow. And she realizes the evil's not over, and it just ends. Like I don't. I think that was better than how some of the slasher films do their. Uh, usually it's just it, him. Usually it's just the killer. It, beep, and then it's yeah. Him. It felt almost like part right. two type beep. of ending where um where maybe the evil was passing from him, like he was dead, but his eyes open, and like the evil's transferred to her now. And they bring back the phone calls in this movie, like they did in part one, where she, she gets the phone call at the fucking place. Well, this one has this one feels very much Black Christmassy, you know, the attic, the rocking chair. It, this one has a lot of Black Christmas feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's just These, POV. This fran- they yeah, have this, POV shots. Yeah. This franchise, I, I will yeah. say, you know, for, for what it is, does a good job of paying homage, I think, to a lot of films, whether it's intentional or not, whether it's just you know us being fans of the genre picking it up it's it's positives i mean i'd never i'll never fault a film for paying homage to other great films that i love so or feeling like it is anyway but they they just you know like you said like i know you're saying cut down the precinct and another couple that would have been fine too or for for what you had i actually wouldn't have minded if there was more pre stuff instead of like the wine stuff like go back and forth and show maybe uh jonah's doing a little bit more killing getting to the house I would have loved That's to seen him. Too. I would have loved to okay. seen how he got into the house. I mean, I know you see the the opening in the in the wall and stuff like that. You know, to the secret, you know, passageways and stuff, which is cool. But you know, it, it just needed a little bit more there. Lots of nudity too. Like, I mean, there's nudity in this. There's uh, there's also there uh, a good set piece when he's on the roof and he's stabbing that that crucifix oh, knife up when he, and when he, he stabs he, him through the foot oh, oh my god yeah it's good. well done and that, how about but, when he throws it down he just you, throws it down and then you, right into his you yeah what the, a shot <laughs> <laughs> but the best scene in the movie is that that whole Hold crucifixion that. with them going on fire like yeah. you would not expect that in this film yeah guaranteed best scene in the movie it's actually because you're like they, they do it very well it's well directed well edited because they're like what is that? And you can kind of make it out, and then boom, they go up in a ball of fire, and it's like it's shocking. Yeah, it's, it's something it, you'd see in like The Witch or something. It feels like a cult film all of a sudden. It, it, there. It's crazy, and that is where I think I give it a little bit more credit. And I don't understand why people hate on it so much because it's it's made more competently than a lot of movies that people fucking praise. That's for sure. Maybe You're just right. needed a, a little a jolt in the middle, like we said, or a couple of extra kills done. But other than that, I can't, I don't find the fault in it. I, by no means perfect. And again, I, I reflected my score a little bit based on the fact of rewatching and, and whatever. Like I, that opening and that last bit are great, yeah. but but it is a little long in the tooth in the middle. Just well, because as a slasher film, it just lacks the kill count. Yeah, you needed, yep. you needed, that's, that's why they threw the brother in. And, they, and I think they could have easily lost the brother and gained a yep. couple for sure. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that girl laura she kind of reminds me I, I think she's great she kind of reminds me of tina in nightmare on elm street yeah and, and uh yeah right and she was born in buffalo yeah, she, yeah she, i looked her up i like i looked her imdb up because a lot of them had a career like they they've been yeah. in stuff maybe you haven't seen it but they've been in a lot of things well, Meg, megan was what in a star trek like a big star in one of the star treks yeah i think again i, I saw think. 
Yeah. Yeah. Megan. Megan. Like she had. She had a career. She became a big name. I think for Star Trek. One of one of them. Maybe the next yes. generation or something. But uh, you know, she was terrific in this. I could have just watched her trying on lingerie for an hour <laughs> and a half. My gosh. Woo oh, me. Gorgeous. Yeah. Both of those girls, man. Yeah. No. To... I mean, they, they, everybody was so good looking. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Even these Ooh, guys, I'm like, Jesus, look at the look at the quaffs on these fucking guys. <laughs> yeah. cut from a, but it, it was Jason Lloyd that shit on me for putting this on on the list, and then that's where it sort of stemmed from. And I think just people mm-hmm. never really gave this the time of day before, but it's not it's not a disgrace. There's not a lot to talk about in the film, to be totally honest. I think we no, there's we've covered not. a lot. The kills, the, that great kill at the open, the great kill at the opening, the kill of Jeff, like you said, on the roof, then he falls off the roof, then he's impaled again. It's like it's like three kills in one. Not seeing Laura killed, maybe a missed opportunity. They do a sort of uh, when a stranger yeah. calls with, with Jonas yes. being in the bed, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you don't see her killed. Um, Jeff gets like a Friday the 13th, the head squeeze lifted up off the ground. That's when yep. you know that Jonas is supernatural and the demon has him. So there, there is some good stuff in there. Like you said, just an, an extra couple in there. But I think I, I probably came up like a point and a half on this. I was below a five on this the first Ooh. time I saw it. The first time I saw it, I was like a four and a half, I think I gave this. Four, four and a half. Like when I shit on a film, like I, it, it wasn't. It was never a one out of ten. I just remember thinking like, God, this is so bad. Maybe it's just, you know, it was towards the end of watching Slashers. I was slashered out. Well, and I'm again, admittedly... Based yeah. on his acting too, he's like, you know, like God has no mercy on the weak, and I'm like, now oh, you die, slut, or go with your slut. Like, I mean, some of it works, some of it doesn't. It's it's overdone. They could have it, probably pulled back a little bit on him a little, but it, it's it's not. I, 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 don't I know. See the yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? It didn't even bother me that much. As much as you brought it up, you know that that he that he's the weakest part of it, which you, you're probably right because everyone else is fairly solid and his is over the top. But I kind of didn't mind it for what his character is, you know, this demon possessed, you know, religious fanatic, kill all the sluts and sinners and and stuff like that. So I kind of I, I didn't mind it. And, the you know, the stunt in the shed with him being set on fire, with, you know, the stuntman that did that it looks really cool. Yeah, it did. It really did. Yeah, I love that weapon. Just like one of those, uh, like, like shooting the holy water oh. and it's, it shoots and fire. Guys <laughs> on fire, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And his weapon is cool too. With the crucifix with yeah. the knife. With the... Oh, dude, that was awesome. That's a great weapon. It is definitely. I'm telling you, if there was, if there were two more kills wedged in there and and and, and just a little tightening up, I I think yep. this movie would have been held in a higher regard by a lot of people. I, I could see just, it. I can definitely see it. You throw in a decapitation kill, homage to part one, especially with that weapon. It's a perfect weapon to decapitate someone with. Yeah. And uh, or you know, I mean, if if you go crazy, you take it back to a school. Can you imagine a religious, a crazy religious priest, and he used to work at a school, and the beginning takes place at, at the school, at like the Catholic school, and then it takes it back to right. a prom at, at at her Catholic school, and then you know yeah, you have cool. more kids and an opportunity like that. So, I mean, my criticism is almost more of the fact that I see an opportunity for an even better film. Sure. Than, than I think it is. Why but... not? Why not? They go to the prom. And so instead of just mooning, they actually go in for a bit and he starts coming to the school, maybe. And they're like, let's blow this fucking pop stand or whatever. Like, let's go. We've, we've came. Now let's fucking hit the road. Yeah. They go and the right. police follows them from there. So it gives them a, someone to fixate on. 
And so yeah. he came in and says, like, you know, like the sinners or whatever, follows them to the house. And then now you've got the final act. And like they yeah. could have wedged the prom in a little bit more. Another yeah, you get couple, a few kills and you get a few kills in, in the in the school. And then he they takes the car, and then he follows them. And yeah. then he kills a couple. But who, car, but who taught him? How, but who taught car. him how to drive? <laughs> Loomis. Oh, Loomis. <laughs> the Loomis School of Driving. Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd. <laughs> anyway, if yeah. I could go corner ratings, I probably would have come in at a six point seven five, just a notch, a little notch below. But I'll keep it where I'm going. Where I'm going to go with six point five. I think that's a fair rating for this. I still really enjoy it. I do think it's the best of the sequels. I really do. I'll, I'll stay true to that. I enjoy it the most out of the uh, the sequels. There you go. I, I made a six. six out yeah, of I, I'm at a six also. All the way up from four and a half to six. Right on par with part three for me. And just below part two. But oh, cool. solid, solid franchise. I, I really, I, after this time around, I would watch all four again. Absolutely. Yeah. And I said I wouldn't necessarily, but I would. Like you said, if they came up with a nice set, and it's not just the movie. I have the movies. It's just special features and stuff for the other movies. That would. And look, most most of them are on Prime or Shutter now. The only one not is three. And uh, we got a copy. Your friend Dave sent sent us copies of yeah of them. I, that's what I noticed. That's how I found part three. Is I have the copy of that, and it's funny enough. He sent us a copy of Prom Night three, four, and Humongous. <laughs> oh, that's and right. That's Derek yeah. Derek B did send him out. But if you if you're out there and you don't have a Derek B in your life, it is on uh, part three uncut is on YouTube. Correct. Yep. So yep. yeah, check it out. Good stuff. Good stuff. Not a bad franchise at all. You know, and uh, but that original just 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 to bring it back to to the OG really. Probably the most underrated, I, I I think, slasher there is. I mean, I know there are people who love it, but yeah. it just seems so divided, that first one. You get people who just say they absolutely... And it really, it feels like it should be held in a much higher regard because it's it's such an early one. I really want you guys to watch the remake and i said that in air quotes because it's I'll, not i'll watch it it's I, called I, prom night and other than that other than that in a killer there's absolutely no connection to the other movies i'm actually gonna watch it just to, to see one day i will you it's, know what we I, should do one day we just have a discussion about remakes because we're going to be able to do that and thank you everybody everybody was yeah. very accepting of the changes that we're making and what's going to be going on in the new year and everything else and but it's going to be really cool and i think that they, they know why i think that if we do just do two movies most of the time that leaves more time for more discussion so maybe yeah. we can have a maybe we can do like a a, a a a remake and an original or something new that comes out or whatever in the future and then we can have like a fucking half hour discussion about just remakes in general and yeah. you know go through a chronological thing a, and just yeah, give a, a list of remakes i, well, this, I yeah, love just, list shows we haven't huh, we haven't you know discussion. we haven't had a we haven't had what we call you know a bullshit show even though it's not a yeah. bullshit show it's just like a shoot the shit show you know yeah. where we just talk topics i miss those yeah yeah i mean well, i could go on yeah. i could go on about again i i hate calling it a remake because it's not a remake but like i said right. i it's so generic it's the jump scare style which the jump scares don't even land so that's why it falters. If the jump scares landed, I would have elevated it into the six range. It's it, yeah. it's not a poorly made movie. It's just so blah. Like there's no thought going into it, and it's almost more insulting. They use the prom night name to then not give us a a good remake. A good those, remake those, would be using those remakes. Those remakes seem to fall into a category of paint by number cash-ins. I hate a, to say it, but they're so uninspired, and they ha- they usually have. 
talented actors and the names you know, people who might have gone on to have big careers. And you're like, why is this so bad? Because there was no care in it. It's probably made by like studio people who are just like, oh, we can cash in. This was a big horror hit. Let's make it. They're probably not even horror fans. Well, I don't Whereas, think they are. I think they're trying exactly. to get the teenage girl crowd in. And I don't mean to exactly. be sexist. That's what I think they're trying to aim yeah. for. And so... Uh, I'd say like out of the three, April Fool's Day was the is probably the worst. But I've only watched that once of the remake. Then I'd say Prom Night, which is still bad or or, or bad, bad enough. And then I would say that When a Stranger Calls remake is is watchable. It, it's actually a little bit more thrilling. I think the worst part of it is the lead actress is a little uninspired. I think she could have used a little. Uh, they could have had someone better in that role. But other than that, I would love to do a show on those because I think. They 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 just sort of came and went. They were quick, like uninspired catch grabs. Yeah, yeah. But, we'll do that someday. Why not? That's cool. So anyway, uh, that that show, Prom Night Front, Fran, Prom Night franchise was brought to you by Mitchell Johnson. So thank you very much. He gave us three to pick, three uh, uh, franchises or trilogies or whatever, and and we picked this one. So that was good. I'm glad we did it. That was good stuff. And the next show is uh, picked by Kevin, and it's Would You Rather. Night of the Demons, I Trapped the Devil, and What We Do in the Shadows. So, four nice. movies. Not to spoil anything there, but it sounds like two fairly quick reviews and two longer reviews. <laughs> hmm. But that's it. That'll be 119. That was 118, and we're out of here, right? That's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for everything. We love you. Peace. We love you. Yeah. <laughs>